This week on Nintendo Main, we turn it up to 150cc. And we switch it over. Switch it over. And start again from the beginning. Welcome to Nintendo Main. This is episode 67. We are your hosts. I'm Trey. I'm gonna win. Johnson. And I'm Jeremy. I'm gonna do it again. Mikowski. <laughs> I don't remember anybody saying that. This time around they're going to. You could be angry face Luigi. Angry turn. Which is which? Uh, you can see again on the, Deja, on the go now. Deja vu Luigi. Deja vu Luigi. Deja vu Luigi. Anyway, we are, we are your, hopefully your podcast for, podcast of choice for Nintendo news and uh, Switch stuff and other things like that. This week, we said it last week a little bit, but we're going to do a full-on Mario Kart episode. We're going to go through like eight plus games. We'll do the arcade too, of course. So we're going to have like a shorter news spot at the beginning here, I think. I don't know if there's a whole lot of news going on. But uh, yeah, what have you been doing for this week? Like, what have you been playing aside from the topic of course well aside from the topic i uh was talking a lot of praise about that nes cart last week but that i couldn't play that was made by codemasters do you remember the quattro adventure yeah yeah i put a okay. i put the lion space head that songs on last last week's episode yep. you caught that yeah <laughs> i did catch that um well i actually purchased that on ebay in the meantime the, the actual nes cart because i looked up the Aladdin deck enhancer which is what it was called the the, the adapter i yeah, was talking about yeah you can't find that for less than like 200 bucks. Like I haven't been able to find it for less than that. It's really rare. So, Oh geez. There you go. The thing I mentioned last week, like I haven't bothered looking it up. I don't really know anything about it. Yeah. It's rare. So it makes sense that I haven't just seen that thing popping up in places. Right. But uh, So the adapter is $200. Well, it always comes with other games. That's the thing. I can't find it by itself. It's always sold in a lot. Oh, okay. On eBay. Yeah. But it's always around like hovering around like 150 to 200 what I've looked at. So that's dumb. So I just bought the uh, actual game, the actual NES cart. And uh, I think I got that for like 1088. It was something like that with free shipping. Can you play and it though without the adapter? Yes. It's the actual NES cart. So I okay. think I might've mentioned last week, all the games that were on the Aladdin deck enhancer were also standard NES carts. You just oh, okay. got them yeah, cheaper if you bought the Aladdin version. So you bought the adapter one time, and then you got the other games for cheaper. So okay. they had to be those games. So do you get do you get all four of the games still in the NES yeah. cart? Yeah, it's the same. It's okay. the same thing. It's just a full size cartridge. But one thing I didn't remember. Oh, but you bought the okay. I see. Yeah, so you buy the adapter, yeah. and then you buy the smaller cartridge, and the smaller cartridge is cheaper. Exactly. That's what you're saying. So okay. you were saving money in the long run if you invested in their adapter, but it was only on their games that they made. So it was it was really like a pretty shady sort of thing that's probably why it's so rare yeah but uh, yeah because nobody i had, I hadn't even heard of it before i talked to you so yeah you know. these games are not triple a for sure but they're interesting and i think they're weird enough to warrant some like let's let's check these out merit but uh anyway i bought it and one thing i didn't remember i just got the cart by itself it didn't come with a box and everything so whatever i got it for cheap when i got it it's like a it's a gold cartridge i i may have mentioned that last week i don't know if i did but 
it's just about the same gold as the Zelda, maybe a little brighter. But uh, it's obviously not an NES branded cartridge because you flip it over and there's like this huge indentation in the back that almost looks like you would put some C batteries in it or something. Like it's a it's a really deep indentation. Yeah. But within that indentation, there's a, a switch that's a circuit board kind of sticking out through like the seam of the cartridge you could switch it to b or a and there's just a big note on the back that says do not switch to b unless a doesn't work oh okay so i left it on a and i put it in my (laughs) nintendo tonight and it works just fine so i'm just like well why is b there like why was there a b what conditions was were there where you would have to switch to b oh don't do it it'll destroy the whole world but it 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 says very clearly do not yeah i've got it right here if you switch it to b it it opens up some sort of weird time portal that will shoot it says you to another that, uh, world. It says patent dot 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 pending and then a whole bunch of dots. Do not drop. Do not get wet. Do not leave in direct <laughs> sunlight. And then it says position B. Only use this position if the game does not work with position A. And wow. then it says position A. And that's like a sticker on the back that points to the, uh, like I said, it's kind of like hard to explain. You have to see a picture of this, but there's this huge indentation in the back and just sticking out of the circuit boards like this little switch oh wow that's almost like gremlins guidelines there is who you'd even said like do not put out in direct sunlight do not get wet i was waiting for uh, do not feed after midnight but that wasn't in there i guess that's the b switch it's the equivalent of that do not switch to b no matter what you do it says it was made in taiwan and that the design was patent pending this is as of 91 when these games are made so yeah, i don't know i think it's a really interesting you know cart it kind of falls into that whole like wisdom tree yeah collective of like those weird or tengen you know those weird like off-brand nes carts yeah the weird looking ones and this one's got a goddamn switch on the back of it it's weird but uh it's cool and it's made by the same people that made the game genie so that's cool too i guess yeah the switch on the back which you can never use unless a doesn't work do not use unless a does not work frightening stuff yeah i haven't ordered anything this week i played like a little bit more wonder boy stuff from last week i started playing tokyo mirage sessions again i played that for a while so that's cool i beat the level that i was at and i unlocked like another character and another fire emblem character as well so cool that game's still really cool so i'm gonna try to i I have been playing wonder yeah i've been playing wonder boy i guess i didn't mention that but i've been continuing to play that you haven't finished it yet well i didn't beat it in one day like you mr old school like (laughs) you got you got your you got your Twitch skills down, man, because I'm like... It's only six I, hours long, man. <laughs> it doesn't take I, that long. I just, I, got yeah. to, I just got to the bird. I'm finally the bird. Oh, okay. Well, then you're kind of close. I, I didn't beat it in one day. I beat it in two days. Yeah, I played like most of Tuesday, and then I played most of Wednesday. So I, I beat it in two days. So I split it up. It wasn't like one sitting. Once you're the the lion guy. And that was really frustrating for me, because it was really long, and you had to always go back to the beginning if you fucked up. Oh, yeah, that's like anything. Yeah, if you die, you go back to the beginning. Well, I know, I know, but that was the hardest part of the game for me so far. Yeah, I like. I actually like the lion guy because he's like stronger than any of the other forms. No, I liked him, but yeah. those the sunflower people, you just had to understand the sunflowers and you were fine, but they like took away a lot of damage if they hit you. Yeah, it all so depends. You had, to learn, you had to learn the patterns of the sunflowers, and once you did that, you were okay. And that's what I had to do. I had to play it over and over again. It was like old school as fuck. Yeah. And I actually really enjoyed it. Well, I mean, you gotta you gotta up your armor too. Like most of it, a lot of it's. And I don't know if you noticed, but armor works differently depending on what form you're using. So a, an, an armor that's good, that's strong for Mouse Man is like not strong for Lion Man. Well, I just look at what the plus is for each one and 
choose the best one. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so. we have to switch them every time you switch forums. Because no, I, I just look off. Yeah. I just look to the left of the screen when I go to the equip menu and get the highest numbers on both defense and offense. Sure, I always do that. And then, like, of course, the part leading up to that that I was just talking about. There's this whole like platforming section where you're going over lava, and you have the temptation to uh, to equip the dragon armor or whatever it's called. But, oh yeah, yeah. But if you don't do that and you just do the platform incorrectly, it's a lot easier to get through that section because. Oh, you're, you're talking. Sure I see. You're talking about the sunflowers that like spit fire at you. Well, you the the lava sections before that part. But yeah, but I just dealing with those phantom guys that pop out of the ground. I, I had the worst time with those fucking with the clouds. The clouds aren't so bad if you have the you have the high armor on. Yeah, if you can get if you get enough. But the sunflowers never really caused me any trouble. Actually, that whole part there, I went through multiple times because. Oh, did you? What did you do after you got the bird armor? Did you fly straight up, or did you leave? Uh, you beca- I flew straight up and got. So I you, went to a shop and bought the only thing they had. Okay, so you got. See, that's the armor that I missed. Because if you don't fly directly up after you get Birdman or Hawkman, you can never get that armor ever. Oh, again. really? Yeah, I just you, got lucky then. If you don't go right then, like you can't do it unless. Unless there's some sort of code that somebody figured out to where you can change forms, like without going to the specific level to change forms. Otherwise, you can't get back there because it's impossible to get back there with Birdman because you can't get to that area with Birdman. Yeah, you, you, you can't break through the. Yeah, you can't, you can't break through the blocks. Yeah, you can't break the blocks. You have to have Lion Man. Which I'm so still trying like, to figure out how the hell the, the Mouse Man gets there because there's obviously a door there you have to go to with the Mouse Man. Oh, actually, Mouse Man was the first time I got there, and the oh, way, really? yeah, and it's really hard, really fucking hard with Mouse Man. So when I got there, it went back with Lion Man. It was a lot easier. No, but it, the way that you get there with Mouse Man is you just stand on the wall next to the blocks, and you can and you can hit the blocks with your sword if you like flip oh. if you flip to the side and i thought that was what you were supposed to do because i didn't have lion man yet and that was the first and i just went down there and i was like oh i have to go here to this part and i found the secret mouse man area in there by accident but i couldn't beat it it's, it's too hard but there's yeah there's like unknown secret levels for each each of the characters the only one i found was mouse man but apparently if cool. you beat if you beat all of them you get a secret sword that will give you high drop rates or something like that like you can get you can get like armor and shit from killing people i guess I will say, though, the the more I played that game, and it was compelling to keep playing it, you know, I didn't ever want to give up. I would, like, maybe get pissed off and play something else for a while, but it made me happy, like, that that sort of thing's happening on Switch in that remaster. And I know we talked about it last week, but I think I feel a little more sincere about it now, just playing that game more. Like, how fucking cool that old-school gameplay is and how rewarding it is. Well, and the HD, and, uh, uh, HD 8-bit is what I yeah, really like. Switch- like, the emulation's really good. Yeah, man. And, like, was this, like, this was a Master System game? Yeah. Man, it, they made it well. Like, the controls are really good, and it's a good platformer. Yeah, it's, it's something, like, between, like, uh, yeah, like, Metroid and maybe, like, what, like, Simon's Quest? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's very much, yeah, Metroidvania or whatever you'd call it. I have hear people say it's, like, the best, like, that and, like, Fantasy Star 1 are probably, like, the best Master System games. It's good. It's, the controls work well. Like, there's definitely a pattern you can find for every enemy, and you can get it down to where... You, you'll never get hit if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Which I haven't gotten to that point, but I can see that exists by the like the timing of everything. Yeah, I feel like I was pretty good at it towards the end. Even though like that last I don't know, I, I got through it pretty well. Like once well when I tried to go that spot as Mouse Man I didn't do very well. But once I got Lion Man, everything got really easy for me. When I was the same I didn't have a hard time with anything. But but once I got to that last part with Hawkman, 
like the last part of the game, like that felt like it really ramped up for me. And I felt that because I didn't get that item that you got, that I thought that I wouldn't be able to beat it without that. But then I did. Well, so. I'm still feeling like offensively I'm not very strong, so I might have missed something. I don't think I did because I flew everywhere. I, I think I flew everywhere I could did before you go, I progressed. Did you go back to the first part of the game? Uh, Like the beach? No, you can go You can go back to the castle. You can go back to the castle that you started in with the Birdman. Oh, to the right? Yeah, you can fly back. You can fly back to there. That's where I am. Yeah, that's why I've been exploring. Oh, okay. Well, that's like, yeah, cool. Well, you found that then. That's not. That's not the end part. So that's just oh, the I part thought you that, can go I back to. I thought that to. was the end part. No. Well, that's where I am right now. I thought you had to go back to the castle from the beginning, and that's how you beat it. Yeah, I mean, you get you get more stuff there, but that's not that's not the last boss, or that's not the last area. That's just like kind of a secret, I think. It's oh, like, cool. So, but yeah, you, there's another part that's separate from there, which is it, it's kind of weird. Well, I guess you can find if you fly around enough, you'll find it without trying to. There's some clues in there showing you where to go. But yeah, that's our uh, Wonder Wonder Boy and Monster and uh, Dragon's Trap report there. <laughs> that game but yeah i'm glad you're still playing it's a good game i had to look at a i had to look online for just one time but otherwise i haven't had to use the internet yeah i had to look online to find the what what you had to break through uh blocks like to find yeah. that me too yeah, that's where I, that's why i had to look for because i did i was completely stuck and i was like oh i would have never found that yeah where you had to go to that one spot and then swim up over the wall Is yeah that what you're talking about i i don't remember there was like some sort of no maybe it but wasn't. then you go in there and then then you then you find the first room that you can change and then you change in the mouse and then you go through and get the break the break walls thing yeah i probably maybe that would yeah i probably wouldn't have gotten that yeah i got stuck I, it was probably after piranha man that i got stuck but yeah anyway there's our uh <laughs> Wonder Boy spoiler cast. It's not that. If you don't, if you haven't played it, you don't know. You don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about Piranha Man. Yeah, <laughs> Piranha Man and all those different man from that. Yeah, that's a cool game. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing how good it was for for the time. They should bring those back. Do do another. They should do a sequel to Wonder what Boy was it? now. Nineteen eighty nine, right? Yeah. If you you know if you ever feel like getting back onto the old Wii, you know. You can go to the virtual console and you can buy Wonder Boy and Monster Land One, and that game's pretty cool. I recommend it if you really liked Wonder. If you like Wonder Boy Three, you should check out that one. Well, I will if I ever beat Wonder Boy. It's 3. very similar. I got like the remake version of it. I got the uh, Sega Genesis version of it on Virtual Console, just because I know the original game had a time limit for some of the dungeons, and that was removed in the later version. So that's why oh, I got cool. the later version because I didn't want to deal with the time limit. Like, nobody wants that. So I just kind of went with the newer version. But I think I could have gotten it on TurboGrafx for even cheaper. Like, if I would have went for the Dynasty the Dynasty Kid or Dynasty Hero or whatever it is. But, yeah. Dynastic. Dynastic Hero. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so this week uh, releases... Puyo Puyo Tetris came out on Tuesday. So, uh... And that's 30 right? I haven't looked. Because I paid 40 for it for the import. But I think it came out for cheaper when it came out here. Isn't it like twenty nine ninety nine here? Or have you looked... In the eShop, it's thirty. Okay, well that's cool. Like twenty nine ninety nine or whatever you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I for some reason I thought Dragon Quest Heroes one and two was going to come out this week, just because I you know since it was already since it came out launch day in Japan, and it's already out there, and there's already a translated version on PS4 that came out on Tuesday. I figured it was going to come out on Tuesday, and apparently it didn't. I guess because uh, I didn't see any evidence of it on GameStop or anything like that. So okay, I was kind of surprised that it wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know why I expected. It. I thought I had seen somewhere that it said it was coming out that day. I mean, no, there's a PS4 one, but I didn't really look at that one. I was interested. I was interested in playing it just because of because uh, I like Dragon Quest stuff, and it looks it looks fun from what I've seen of it. 
I mean, if it doesn't get a release date in the next month, I'll probably just buy Dragon Quest Heroes 1 for like $20 on PS4 or something. It's just weird. I find it weird that it didn't get released since it's already out in Japan and since there's already a translation for it. I don't understand what the holdup is. Like, why didn't why it didn't come out? But whatever. I'm sure they have the reasons. Maybe they decided that they didn't want to release it here on the Switch for whatever reason. Or not yet is more yeah. likely. Yeah. I just I just don't understand why not yet. But I don't know. I know, I know they delay... You know, they delayed ukulele just because they didn't have a whole lot of time to develop it. But this one, it's already out. The Japanese version is already out. I don't know. Whatever. But uh, on Thursday, what was that? What was that game that I said earlier? Kamiko? Yeah, Kamiko. Yeah, Kamiko comes out. It's like a it's like a top-down Zelda-ish game. It's a, it's like sprite art stuff. It kind of looks, it basically looks like a cell phone game, you know, that you can get on the Switch. Apparently you can blow through it in, in an hour or two, but it's only $5. I, I watched some of the demo stuff of it and it, it sounds it has a nice has a nice soundtrack and it looks nice so if you're looking for five dollars to burn you could throw it on that one i guess it was it's already out on the japanese shop i remember seeing it on there it was in there did you did you download that demo that you talked about we did we didn't mention this last week but uh but there's a demo there's a free demo on the japanese e-shop right now i don't remember what it's called but it's a square enix game you uh you texted me about it and told me to download yeah, it wait, look- let me pull it up here. It's uh It looks like they're firefighters from what I saw the called, picture. It looks like they're wearing like firefighter uniforms. It's called Mina de YY Spelunker. So it's like oh, the Spelunkers. original Spelunker game for uh, NES. Yeah, I did download it, I've been playing it and uh someone actually like on Reddit had like a little link they had translated all the text. Yeah, somebody translated the demo, right? So you know, like, what's going on? Yeah, so they had, like, screenshots of each thing and, like, a description of what each, like, menu selection was. So that was kind of cool. Um, I played, I'd say I played it for, like, 20 or 30 minutes. I got to where I, like, had a little dog following me, and there are bats trying to poop on me. And, like, I looked at the translation, <laughs> and it's literally, like, you get, like, some kind of helmet or something that protects you from the, the, bat, the poop. Uh, bat poop, I think it says. Yeah, bat dung or something like that. Yeah. But, uh... It's just like Spelunker, and like what really reminds me of it is like if you miss jump instead of like you falling and dying, you just like wave your legs and then you're dead. You know what I mean? So like if I'm jumping out a ladder, but I'm jump too early and I'm just gonna fall to my death, it'll just like I'll just die right then instead of the sprite actually falling down. Oh, I never, I I don't think I've ever played Spelunker, or if I did, or if I did, I don't really remember it. It's often been panned as one of the worst like NES games. Oh, really? It's extremely punishing. Like you die from falling like one block down. You have to like be very careful not to fall too far, or you die. Oh jeez, yeah, I always, I always hated that in games. And uh, it'll be like if you just walk off the edge instead of jumping before you fall off the edge, you won't fall one brick down. Your sprite just dies right then. So it's kind of hard to explain, but if you saw a video of it, yeah. you'd understand. And like it's the same thing in the the Switch version. Oh, okay. That's updated. They've just made it more like there's multiplayer elements and there's bosses and all this other stuff. I haven't gotten to a boss yet, but it's kind of fun. Like you have to collect keys to unlock, you know, to beat the level. So you have to go to different parts and find the keys and then you have to avoid enemies and you get like power ups that let you attack the enemies and bombs to break blocks and stuff. So it's kind of a, you know, like a side scrolling puzzle game. Yeah, I haven't, I'd completely forgotten about it because I kind of fell into doing all the making all the notes for the Mario Kart stuff. But Well I just played it I just like played it for about a you know, an hour. Like I said, like in the span of like an hour I played it for like twenty yeah. minutes. If I knew it was more if I knew it was more like a Spelunker, I guess. I thought that since there was like a translation of the demo that it would be too complicated. So I hadn't really gotten into it yet or hadn't started it up yet. Nah. It's not very complicated at all. It, it's it does seem like it's a pretty hefty demo though. 
Like I played it for at least 20 minutes and there's still more to do. Well, that's cool. So it gives you like several levels to play through. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to check it out once I get a chance. Um, I was uh, switching to uh, switching to switch stuff. Well, that was switch stuff, but I was in uh, I was in Target today and I saw a switch just sitting out in the wild. I found my first switch in the wild today. It was their last one, but there was just I one sitting seen in the a switch in the wild. Yeah, I ended up uh, I ended up calling a friend of mine and and she came and picked it up. So. Because <laughs> I was like, I saw it there, and I was like, I should buy that. I was like, I'm gonna buy that, and I'm like, and I was, I knew, I, I was like, I'll just buy it, and then a friend of mine will buy it, it'll, it'll buy it off me, and then I just called, a, I called a friend that I work with, and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm at Target, there's a Switch here, do you want me to buy it for you? And she's like, oh well, I'm close, I'll just, I'll just come by. So she just came by and bought it, bought the Switch. Did you Zelda. like stand by it, protect it? Yeah, we stood by it. Jess and I still stood by the Switch because we can't like leave and come back. Somebody probably would have taken it. Was yeah. it locked up? Yeah, it's yeah. It was in the glass case on the on so the, how do you, the end. How would you keep someone else from getting it if they like walked up and said they wanted it? Would you have just bought it then? I would have just said like, "Oh, we're waiting for somebody with a key or something." I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we would have like resulted to a, a punch off where we just you know <laughs> <laughs> where we it'll just turn into a, a bout of uh, punch out and we'll just. Hit but each nobody other else back and walked forth. up and was like. Oh wow, there's a switch. As far as I know, I mean, I, I walked to the front to get a signal because, like, you know, I couldn't I couldn't call anybody in Target. But uh, so I walked to the front door and just stayed by the switch. But as far as I know, nobody came by and tried to get one. So we just kind of stood over there by it because I talked to one of the guys who worked there, and I was like, oh, oh, I was like, that's a switch. That's, you have the switch, right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, do you want it? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, give me a second because I was just gonna buy it because I haven't seen one. I've never seen one in the wild. I mean, we saw a bunch of them midnight release, but that doesn't count. You know, so first time I just saw one just hanging out at Target. I guess they had just gotten a new shipment. The guy told me he got a bunch of NES classics too, but I didn't see any of those. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I saw it. Uh, I just saw it hanging out there, and I was like, man, there it is. First time I've seen one on the shelves. Just you know. so that's a hopeful future, right, for the Switch. Like I think it's gonna. You're going to start seeing more of them out in the wild. Yeah, I know there's I know there's a lot more shipments coming out, so I'm sure we'll see more. We'll do like you know we'll do updates in the week, of course, if we see more. Like whenever I go to a Target or Best Buy or something, I always check. I so, do too, man. So that's uh, and I've seen I've been seeing a lot more 3ds's now. Obviously, I've yeah, seen, me too, man. I saw galaxies all over the place, <laughs> but I always see yeah, those I've, are the ones I've seen I always galaxies see. At a Meyer, Target, and Walmart. Yeah, and galaxies were the Toys first R Us ones today. Yeah, Galaxies were the first ones I started to see show up at Target. But now they have, uh, I think they have some 2DSs there also that I saw. Yeah, I've been, I've been seeing 2DSs. They're always the uh, blue ones. Yeah. So but I, I keep seeing those. Yeah, I saw some of those. Um, didn't you find another thing when you were looking around for stuff? I did, man. Nice nice uh, segue. Yeah. Uh, today I was uh, grocery shopping at Meijer and just happened to peek my head around the corner at the uh, electronics and they had an NES Classic in the display case. So I was like, just kind of like rubbing my eyes like, yeah. wait, is that is really, really there? here? Yeah, because it's kind of weird how their display case works. Like they obviously don't get a lot of consoles, so it's kind of like really happy haphazardly like set up like there's a bunch of random shelves in this big like square area and there's just this one little shelf up in the top right with an nes classic box so i was like is this just a display thing or are these actual consoles i can buy like i I didn't really know so i like went over to the employee who just happened to be you know scanning some stuff or doing some kind of restock sort of thing i was like hey can i get this case i want to grab something he's like yeah just a second then he goes to the register and he's like hold on i can't get in the register i end up having to stand there and wait about 
15 minutes. It may not have been 15. It was probably closer to 10. Yeah. But for someone to show up and finally, like, unlock the registers so they could get the keys out to get it out. But turns out it was the real deal. And uh, he said they got two that morning. And someone had bought one a few hours before. I was like, cool. Well, I bought it, obviously. But uh, it's not, I was like, yeah, they're discontinued. And he's like, yeah, there's probably more in our warehouse. Like they've just been giving us a couple of week. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what the guy at Target said too. He said that there was there were more NES classics coming, and to come back and check because he said they have they have more they would like more in the shipment. So and he said that they had gotten ten of them and they they all disappeared. And he said that they had gotten like five switches or something like that. They've kind of just been selling like throughout the day. So yeah, we just happened to find that one. So I think so. like have you seen uh, pro controllers everywhere? Yeah, I've seen Pro Controllers all over the place. Yeah, me too. So since, I think that's we got the beginning them. of it all. Yeah. I think like we're going to start seeing a lot more of these yeah, everywhere. Quote, unquote, rare things like in the next couple of months. Even though I haven't seen, like as far as like places other than like GameStop, I haven't seen any physical releases of stuff aside from like Lego City Undercover, 1-2 Switch, Bomberman R, Zelda. Like, I had, like it, I've, I've seen Binding of Asic, but that was at GameStop, but I didn't see that at Target. I didn't see Puyo Puyo at Target. I saw Puyo Puyo Tetris PS4 at Target, but I didn't see the Switch version. So. Yeah, same here, man. I haven't seen this. I've just seen those four. Yeah, those yeah. four. Well, I've seen, like, Zelda, yeah, Zelda, Bomberman, 1-2 uh, Switch. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you decide to pay $30 for a game that you haven't played before, you should totally get Puyo Puyo Tetris. I 100% recommend it. It's a great game. I mean, I wish that I could download an English version of it now that it's out in America, but I think it's great. Like, I played a lot of the Jap- of the import that I have, but it's totally Can you still it's a good play uh, multiplayer with me if I get the English version? I don't know how that works. I mean, we could try. I mean, I know there's an online mode and all that, because I thought about that because uh, somebody put up on the Facebook group that, that they wanted to have, like, a group battle, and I'm like, can I do that, or am I, like, excluded because I have an import version? <laughs> I don't know. The game's totally good, though. If I hadn't gotten it, already i would totally buy it again for uh <laughs> for the american version but it is a good game like it's it's totally worth playing it got like a eight something on ign but yeah i mean i we talked about it before i've had it for like almost a month now and i, I think the game's really good it's totally worth checking out like as far as like you know switch stuff to play i think i'll probably in, get it now I'm, that we're in I'm the, kind of in the i'm definitely in the swing of buying switch games now that we're in the post zelda world you know where a lot of people have made it through breath of the wild yeah it's time to it's time to move on to other games, which we're gonna, of course, we're gonna talk about since, since if you didn't know, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe comes out on Friday, so we'll talk about that for sure. And I'm sure a lot of people will get that. I mean, anyone who does, doesn't already have it, it's been promoted pretty hardcore. Yeah, I saw. Uh, before I forgot, before I forget, I saw Mario Kart air fresheners at Target. They were selling those Mario Kart 8 Deluxe uh, car air fresheners. You get those. They also have the keychains that look kind of the the automatic doors make like uh sounds when you walk through them oh no i didn't notice that do they do that in some places Well, supposedly at some targets they've like pimped everything out and like the even the actual carts are like look like mario kart oh yeah no i didn't see anything like that these carts were just regular carts they just the only thing we saw was air fresheners and and keychains in the in the switch area by the electronics but there's and there's like a big poster thing that says like you know mario kart 8 deluxe actually i did see it on a billboard on a digital beer billboard in chicago like one of those billboards that like switches like every like 10 seconds or whatever i yeah. saw it on that it said like mario kart 8 deluxe coming out you know the whatever 28th the, the april says yep. like coming out 28th so they've been pushing in that way but that's that's all i've really seen about it but before so, yeah. we go didn't you was there something you did <laughs> yeah i uh for a really long time i've been kind of like running my mouth about the virtual boy and how great it is and 
how I want to fix it. And uh, fixing the Virtual Boy was very similar to the the thing I tried with the NES where I boiled the, the connector, and that didn't fix it. So I was I was really skeptical, but a very similar like fix for the Virtual Boy is that you bake you bake the eyepieces in the oven. Yeah, I think you didn't you mention you mentioned that on an episode like way way back. I think something that will somehow fuse it right to where it works right or something like that. Like the temperature right, well, like melts it in a certain way. Well, and I even mentioned it a couple episodes ago when I was at the Game Classic because um, I spoke with one of the vendors there that was selling Virtual Boy games, and I mentioned to him I was like, yeah, I was watching some YouTube video that said you're supposed to bake. The screens to fix it and he's like oh that makes sense like it was the first time i'd like talked to another human being in real life where they were like oh yeah that actually makes sense to do that oh yeah because so like, they actually studied try it yeah so i uh i bought this security called the security bit i guess it was something nintendo used to use similar to their like tri-wing or whatever they have and stuff like that but uh you had to get a special screwdriver to open up the virtual boy so i had to buy one i think i paid like seven bucks for it you know, people who just sell them on eBay. And uh, it's got to be long because some of the screws are really deep in this console. So there's a total of 12 screws, if anyone cares, but that's how many it takes to open this fucker up. And then you have to, like, there's two little tiny Phillips head screwdriver screws that you have to get off of each side to release the, the screens. I put them in a 250-degree oven for about 2 minutes and 30 seconds. Wow. And it fixed them because what happens, and I think I did mention it a few months ago, was that the glue, like, comes undone so that the video connector isn't like working properly and that's why the screens don't work so when you bake it the glue re-adheres it like melts and sticks again oh yeah so was that a, i what I was... put the whole thing back together and it works great i think that i can't remember how clear it was you know i remember it always kind of looking a little wonky even though it was 3d it still had like it always looked kind of wonky. like a yeah, so it, it still looks wonky as fuck, but I can play all my games on it. Every game's worked. I booted up Nestor's Funky Bowling, which I bought several months ago. That one's pretty rare. And it's how I, it's how I discovered that the Virtual Boy didn't work. Oh yeah, neither one worked. Which I've only made one work. I have a second one yeah, you have that two. I'm going to try to fix the same way. Um, Is it? You it, can actually buy the eye shades and the stands. Like there's aftermarket versions you can buy now. Oh wow! Is it? This is the same one that I played, right? Like the first, the very first virtual I ever. Well, aside from like a demo unit, the first one I actually yep, played one. in a long time was your Virtual Boy that you had, and it was great. Like I, I played it for like an hour or two, and then like everything was all spinny after I took it off. The whole world like felt wrong to me <laughs> when I took yeah. it off my face because I just you turned, were playing it like kind of crouched over, right? I think I just laid my head back. Like I was said, I think I I laid on the couch. And like bounce it on my face. That's how I played it because I didn't want to yeah do the crouch because you know it has like that pause like that you're supposed to do like every five minutes to take it off or whatever, which is obviously an awful idea. Like when they were going through that, they should have been like, man, you know, I don't think it's gonna work if you have like an auto pause. Turn that off. Yeah, no, that's what I did. I turned it off and I just played like Galactic Pinball for like two hours and then I took it off and I was like, oh, like I just, I don't know what anything means anymore. <laughs> if it, yeah, if you put it on your head for a while and you and then you and then you take it off then. The world, but weird. it's been really fun going back to the virtual boy after playing like the uh, Vive at oh yeah <laughs> in Milwaukee because I'm just like holy shit this is just like You're like holy shit this is just, way so much better than the Vive will ever be no well <laughs> exactly I was like man the world was always meant to be red and black <laughs> yeah they're like I don't know what they were always see everything like you're angry and depressed <laughs> You're like I don't know what they were thinking with all these colors red and black is just it's love that's what it is it's red. That's what you need. That's all. It, that's all it is. Now, I, was it? Um, 
What was the problem with it that you had to cook it? Is it because both eyepieces weren't working or only one was? Because I think only one of mine's working right now. Like well, one of a... on both of my Virtual Boys, one eyepiece sort of works, but it's really glitchy, and the other one doesn't work at all. So Okay, yeah, that's kind of where mine's at. You'll have to cook mine, too, whenever I see you again. I'll yeah, it I'll, cook it. I'll cook it, man. <laughs> it takes a total, like, I could probably do the whole process in about 20 minutes now. Because I took apart the Virtual Boy and put it back together a couple of times before I actually, like, played around with it because I wanted to be comfortable with it. Yeah. And I have two of them, so I was like, well, if I mess up, you know, I still have the other one that I can try to do correctly with. So, yeah, you know, I've been I've been really, like, hesitant to mess with these things because... They're fairly rare at this point. Uh, but I'm going to buy, I think I'm going to buy the replacement parts. You can get new eye shields and new stands aftermarket for them. So oh, that's cool. I may have mentioned that before, but I think it's like somewhere around 30 bucks for the stand, and the eye thing is 10 bucks. So they may not be perfect, but you can at least refurbish your Virtual Boy in the best way possible for under 50 bucks. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's cool, because I'd like to, because I have, um, I think the only game I'd really like to play again is the Wario game, which I do have, the the Wario Land game, which is really good. I know we talked about that. I forget which episode we talked about. There was a company, maybe it was the, no, it was the guys, it was the guys who did the Excite Truck, right? I, I don't remember what company it was. Anyway, a company that worked with Nintendo, they specifically wanted to, like, make a version of that Wario Land for like virtual console and Nintendo never like responded them to them about it. So it wasn't actual somebody was actually working on this, working on trying to make it like a thing that you could buy for Wii U or 3DS or whatever. And uh, I hope that somebody does that cuz that'd be really cool. Imagine if they did like a Wonder Boy 3 type thing, you know, where it's like you could switch from like red to like colored and like with one oh, button wow. like back and forth. That'd be great. That'd be insane. So yeah, they should totally get to work on that. Nintendo, like we we haven't but, far, but we you haven't would forgot lose, Virtual Boy. You would totally lose. You would totally lose the effect of uh, the 3D, like because there were certain things that would come at you. Well, if you put on 3DS, they could mimic it better. You know, you could do a 3DS yeah, version. I guess so. It's just not coming to your face. Well, uh, some stuff kind of does. Like on um, that game that you love, uh, <laughs> Paper Mario Sticker Star, there's characters that fly at your face in that game. Oh, I've never even played that game. Yeah. Well, like when you kill some of the guys, like in the in the like fighting mode, they'll fly at you. They'll like fly at you and hit the and hit the camera or hit the virtual camera, and it'll look like be like it's right in your face. So that's there. So let's take a break and and hit the and hit the roads with some All more right. stuff. Just make sure you don't hit the gas too soon. Wait for it. Wait for it. There's the two. Oh wait, no, this is an older one. No, you have to start at one. So Mario Kart Deluxe comes out this week. We mentioned it before. It releases on the 28th. Yeah, it comes out on the 28th. It'll be out by the time this this posts, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, we wanted to do a Mario Kart retrospective because we haven't done that yet. So we're going to go through like eight all eight of the Mario Karts plus the arcade, of course, to a point. And, um, you know, we'll just talk about our favorite characters, courses, uh, stories about how we got the game or whatever, if, if it's... You know, it's viable with whatever game it is. So, first off, let's just jump right into the original game, Super Mario Kart. 
for Super Nintendo. So this is the one that I never actually owned, like a physical copy of. Like I never bought, and I, I, I mentioned it before, I was more of an F-Zero guy. I never really, I, I, I saw some of Super Mario Kart when I was in high school, and the whole like half and half screen thing like kind of made me, I was like, oh, this game looks like shit. So, so I never really played it because of that and um i didn't get into it until mario kart 64 which we talked about in a previous episode but trying to play it now i have like a really really hard time getting the hang of this game it's uh has some has some wicked controls and i find myself uh, running into walls a lot well i on the other hand did play this a lot because it came out right around the time we got our super nintendo the super nintendo had been around for just about a year at this point well it came out uh september 1st 92 yeah correct yeah and uh we had rented it initially like right when it was released played a lot of it it was uh you know it was an early fall release i guess but uh we were playing it all the time and especially like kind of competing with each other my dad me and my brother all just kind of like trying to get as far as we could get as many cups yeah you know, before we had to take the game back sure did you yeah. guys i think i think i think we ended up renting it a couple of times and then bought it pretty soon thereafter because i think it came up for like you know a pawn shop or something we found it for like 10 or 20 bucks oh that's cool did you did you guys play any of the battle mode before you bought it because that's a mode oh, that yeah. i just never played because i never had a version of it where i played dude like the only two player i think i've really played was a little bit of racing stuff through virtual console but i've never played i, I haven't played the battle mode at all for that game we played the battle mode all the time well no I, I heard a lot of people did i just i just didn't because i missed out on that game so i don't know it's a uh, yeah me trying to because re- I learned I, I basically cut my teeth on Mario Kart 64 so trying to learn like that's how I learned the way that Mario Kart raced like so trying go to go back to Super Mario Kart on Super Nintendo is very difficult for me I had a really hard time controlling it even though I played a I've been playing a lot of these games like for the past like week just trying to like refresh my memory about which one had whatever and um, I did okay in a hundred CC with uh save state on wii u so i was able to get through like the second set of races with first place with a gold medal on the virtual console version of the game on, on wii u through save state so i did that <laughs> but that's yeah, like, really hard like that's the only way in i can my do later it years when i've tried to play it recently i haven't been able to get even past the 100 cc just because i get frustrated and it's kind of hard. bored with it to be honest it's yeah. really hard well like one one major thing and this one which i think is one of its biggest fault actually is like the because there's like specific weapons for each character in there that only that only the computer can use that you can't use right but if it seems like they have an infinite amount of them like every time they you do. every and time you're the yeah. rubber band thing going on yeah every time you're next to like mario every time you're next to luigi they like almost always hit the invincibility star it's fucking insanely annoying <laughs> so i felt i have found that hard and like peach is like constantly throwing the mushrooms that shrink you and like yep. Bowser has the has the fireballs. Um, Yoshi Yoshi has eggs, I believe. Uh, the Donkey Kong does the does the banana peels, which Bananas, other people can yep. use too. But they always have these weapons, and every time you're next to them, I feel and like the they're constantly just, like, drops yeah. shells in the road. And yeah, yeah, they're just constantly attacking you. So, and especially the I feel like the invincibility star was like the one that pissed me off the most because every time I'm next to like Mario Luigi, they always hit it. Like it always turns on. And well, that's like, the way this game like, is. It's very you much <laughs> like you versus everyone in the computer. Like later, Mario Kart's kind of like it changed a little bit to where it like kind of seemed like the computer would attack attack each other too. But in this oh, game, they're just all after you. Yeah, no, you're right. They don't attack anybody else. They just attack you. Oh, even though one thing I did notice while I was playing it 
is that the uh, at least the speed boosts don't don't affect them. Like when they go for the speed right. boost, they don't get a boost, but you do. So there's the one advantage you get, I guess. And they don't really they don't really steal items from you either. Like they don't take the item blocks like you do. I don't think they can use feathers. I've never seen them use feathers. Oh yeah, no, I haven't seen that either. Which that's a that's actually an item that I kind of miss. Which the feather has actually has been brought back for uh, Super Mario Eight Deluxe. Super Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. They brought it back for um, the battle mode, so you can jump walls with it, which I think is a pretty cool thing. I do, too. You know, I liked I liked being able to do that in the original game. That was actually how I was able to do some of the levels, was, like, utilizing the shortcuts and, like, sh- jumping the walls when I could, you know. It's nice to see an item like that come back, is, because that's I mean, the only time I, it was I really want, used. I want this game on the Switch because of battle mode. Like, I just want to see it. I want to, I want to play it because... It was really important to me. The Super the Nintendo, the first one. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we played the hell out of the battle mode, like I said. And well, if they, yeah. I don't know if we actually like ever got you know super competitive where we were like doing a tournament or anything, but that was like you'd be like, do you want to race or do you want to battle? You know, that was the choices. And then it was always two player, and of course, like we'll get well, into yeah. it, but there wasn't things changed. The four wasn't the there yet. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully, I know they've talked. They talked about like doing virtual console stuff with online play, right? Wasn't that a mention? Like, of, about oh yeah, the, about the online service and all that. So, it, I'd you know, I'd give it another go if there's some sort of like online battle mode for the original Mario Kart on Super Nintendo. That'd be great if they do that. If that's like part of like their free game for the month or whatever, something like that. If you could do it, if you could do an online battle mode like with older carts, and yeah, go for it. I'll pay like a dollar or whatever i need to pay for it again i guess it would still be only two player if it was in the old game unless they made it for yeah it'd be cool if they could revamp it and make it like with more people and go with the do like the 16 bit but like make it with more but that's i don't know that doesn't seem like something they would do but you never know you can never tell that might offend some people that they altered the original game too well yeah yeah there's those people but if it was made it was a released as a remake that's something else but all these courses have been in later games so they really can't justify that i don't think oh not all of them but uh, i mean yeah but they have used some well not all of them but many of them yeah another thing from the first mario kart that hasn't been used is uh the five the whole five course thing where you go through five races instead of four races even when you unlock the original mario kart levels in uh, Super Circuit, you still only get four in a row. You can't do the five at once, which I kind of caught me off guard when I was trying to play through those levels, like right after I had played the Super Nintendo one. Well, right, and they were all three laps, which... Well, no, they're changed. not... Yeah, I mean, they're not all five. They're not or all it was three all laps. five laps. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. Of them are, some of them are longer, because I thought about that, because I remember you telling me that you couldn't get into F-Zero because there's so many laps, and I'm like, well, they're like the same amount of laps as this. <laughs> they both have like five laps. Yeah, but they did change the number of laps to whatever lap it was on uh, on the Game Boy version. But yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's it's pretty good for what it was. I mean, the big the the whole what they were trying to do when they were developing this this game in particular was they were trying to figure out a way to do like two player mode seven stuff, you know, which hadn't been done yet at the time. So it's pretty, you know, it's pretty big. It's a pretty big deal for that, and it's and it kind of started this whole thing, this whole thing of spin off Mario games with with the with the Mario Kart series. You know, which led to like Mario Golf and other stuff like that. Even though Mario had a presence in some of those other games as like a referee or whatever, I feel like this kind of started the big, you know, the big spinoff stuff that you would see on like 64. With well, wasn't the- there a Mario Golf before? On the NES, well, there was Mario. the there was the NES there there was the NES one that was like sorta he was sorta in there, but it wasn't like full on like the yeah. sixty four one. It was basically like another version of the regular golf game with like some like, with like some characters in it. But I feel like this is the one that like really started it, I guess, or like started like spin off the non side scrolling stuff for Mario. Because to be fair, Mario like start off not even 
yeah, he was always a spinoff character, really. He had, Super Mario Brothers was his spinoff from Donkey Kong, where he was originally introduced. Well, sure, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it was, uh, yeah, he was always, like, like he was the referee in Punch-Out and, and then Pinball and all that stuff. But this is the first one where it was, like, Mario something, you know, other than, like, Super Mario Brothers. So it opened up, I think it kind of opened up the doorway for other stuff. But uh, apparently, yeah, the reason that they, I guess the reason that it had the half screens was because of like it had they could never do it full screen like that so that kind of took a lot away away from me from trying to play it in single player because they couldn't make it look as good as f-zero but later it will is there is there anything else like i said i, did, I haven't really played this a whole lot so well honestly i don't really i, did like, I really know a whole I, lot about the first I, one i really liked the half screen because you could see a map of the whole course and in like at any point you could switch to a rear view mirror view. yeah that's true and and uh if someone was attacking you from behind, it would automatically switch to the mirror so you could see them doing it. So you yeah, had sort yeah, of a you warning. Could see, you could see the items down there. So I thought that was really cool. And I also really liked, this is the first game I remember where you could watch a review, like you could watch a replay of what you just did, like the whole time. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so you could watch yeah. a replay, and not only that, but you could rotate it fully in 360 degrees. Like you could rotate the replay and see what you did and what other characters were doing around you can you like uh can you like uh fast forward and pause it and, no and like... nothing like that oh, okay no i was just i don't know when the i don't know when the specific sport games came out but the first version that did that for me was uh stanley cup with the oh, hockey yeah. game because you could do it on that and the ncaa basketball game could do it as well but i don't know the release dates of those i didn't look at it but that well, was the actually, first time for me what? like so seeing too. the replay stuff i did just remember uh so you couldn't wrote you could always you, watch a replay, and you can do it in you, stunt race effects also. You can watch but you could, but you couldn't rotate the camera if you ran into a wall. So it became like an extra like uh, incentive not to run into anything on your course runs. Yeah, because then you could like watch the replay and rotate the camera. Oh, okay. So that so that was a big deal. Like because you know like if you beat the game, it lets you it like as people are racing, it rotates around and stuff in the cinematics. Um, you can do that in the replays. Oh yeah, it does that in F Zero too. Like when you but beat like the, I said, when you beat the, all, the pre- only if you like avoid like any kind of collisions. So there's some courses where it's really hard to avoid any kind of collision with the environment. You can collu- you can collide with other racers, but you just can't collide with any like static thing in the environment. You can watch yourself. So I I, I thought that was really cool, and I remember I went through a huge like phase where i would like play certain levels and just try to get the coolest like replays where i could rotate and everything and oh, i don't cool. know it was, it was something cool at the time and then i didn't discover ghosts until college because that was like a oh a yeah the time trial stuff and all that that was a secret thing where you had to like hold down a button or something which i'd have to look to find out what that was but like yeah the ghosts were kind of a secret thing and uh i didn't really understand them but well they were like uh records that the designers put in there right yeah so this game was fucking cool, man. And uh, it really did establish a formula for what would end up becoming a game that caused me to buy a lot of Nintendo consoles later. Well, that is true. Who's your favorite uh, racer from uh, Super Mario Kart 1, the first one? Who's your go-to? Uh, uh, I usually just rock Yoshi. I think I've always done best with him. I always thought it was funny that when you saw him on the map, his tongue was just extended forever. <laughs> it's like always out, and it never goes in. Well... So really how it works is like there were like a certain amount of animations for each sprite. So that was just a sprite that for him that 
would have been used on the actual course too. As he like goes around the corner, his like tongue sticks out and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, my my guy was always the Koopa. The Koopa was my guy because I liked how he like uh, he like juggles the bottles like when he won. Even though when I played it last, I played as Toad and I did better as him because he has high acceleration, which I kind of continued to use him into uh, sixty four as well. But uh, but I like the Koopa Koopa Troopa guy because he wasn't. He was only in some stuff, like he wasn't in the next one, but he felt like the kind of uh, cool extra guy. And uh, was it Donkey Kong Jr. that was in there, or was that regular Donkey Kong in the Super Nintendo one? The guy with that the white DK shirt. Jr. That was DK Jr.? Okay. Yeah. I that wonder... was Donkey Kong's dad, supposedly. Yeah, I wondered about that. Or Donkey Kong from uh, Donkey Kong Country's dad. Yeah, yeah, because his grandfather was the, the original Donkey Kong. Yep. Because I was reading stuff about the new stuff added to 64, and they were like, oh, Donkey Kong's new. And I was like, no, he was in the other one. But I was like, oh, wait, but that was a different Donkey Kong. It's the white shirt, which uh, which my girlfriend, uh, when she was uh, when she was a kid with her brothers, they called him Donkey Butt whenever they, whenever they played that game. Because <laughs> he does that big old butt when you drive behind him. <laughs> yeah. Take, takes up a lot of the view. Again, my favorite race from Super Mario Kart is the... Uh, first ghost one the one that has the little shortcut that you can jump to what's your favorite race for that one uh my favorite track's probably i just like mario circuit i think it's two where you jump over the the part in the track that just always blew my mind like oh you could jump the wall yeah where you could jump over a part of the previous track yeah okay yeah i really like the i really like the music for that too my favorite levels to play are the bowser's castle levels though those are a lot of fun yeah so soya oka she did the soundtrack for pilot wings as well if you notice similarities between those games oh yeah and sim, and, and sim city i believe also in also in the uh mode seven between well pilot wings and yeah mario kart yeah but i like I, yeah i like the soundtrack a lot like especially that song like the the mario mario raceway song or mario circuit stuff man all the songs are great like uh well the soundtrack's amazing but that was one that i still like like hearing it later and even when they when they did newer versions of it i still like really liked hearing that song the like that song i think it's great i guess it's a good one yeah especially since in the mario world game it was just the same song and variations of it for sure so uh we, we do have a lot of games to cover so uh let's uh let's move on to the next one just because i don't want to I don't want to take two hours for all of these. second one the nintendo 64 mario kart 64 we actually did talk about it a little bit in our mario kart 64 episode i think we also talked about it a little bit in our 64 release window stuff even though it didn't come out that year but it did come out directly after um this was the this was the game that sold me on mario kart games i uh, thought it looked incredibly beautiful when it came out like i'd never seen anything that looked like that like i loved like the fully 3d aspect of it played the shit out of the battle mode when i was in high school like we played block fort like it was going out of style played it constantly i went through it like a once i figured out that power slides were a thing i like mastered power slides and it got to the point like if i played anybody that didn't know how to power slide they couldn't beat me on it i was like you can't win if you don't know how to power slide you know because <laughs> if you didn't know how to do it you can do it i mean i love the shit out of that game when it came out like i played it played it a lot mentioned before that it got stolen from me in college unfortunately but i but i played the virtual console version of it and i actually tried playing it the other night and man i, I suck at it now i'm not, not as good as i used to be but it's still uh it's still cool it's just uh 
it's a little slow in the turning and all that, and uh, I find it hard to kind of hard to steer at certain times. Like you know, when you get hit and you like fall for a long time and stuff like that, it's kind of hard to bounce back. But they added Wario to this one, as I said earlier, is my nickname. Uh, I'm a gonna win. They added him in there, and I liked that. I feel like th- this was the one where everybody got a voice, right? This is like the first time I heard like Toad was like Yahoo, you know. And I mean, before like who whoever you hadn't heard in Super Mario 64 yet, you heard in there, you know. And I thought that was really cool. Like every time they won, they did their own yeah. little catchphrase or whatever. And Mr. Uh, Charles Martinet did the voice of uh, Wario and Luigi and Mario. Yeah, in that game, I'm sure, of course. But this is like the one when they, uh, you know, when they all had voices, you know, because they, well, I mean, like I said, Mario and Peach did and Bowser did to a point in 64. But then, the other, you know, Wario, especially Toad, like that was, uh, Toad really blew me away that I was like, oh, wow, he's, uh, I had no idea. <laughs> and then he was like, wow. But yeah, Nintendo, the Nintendo 64 Mario Kart. I mean, that's what, that's what put the, put the game on the map for me. And I had a, I had a friend that like his, uh, his little sisters, like, were still playing the NES one. I was like, oh, okay, I see some of the similarities to levels and all that. Um, but uh, so the, the 64 one introduced four-player for the first time, which was pretty rad, because uh, 64 came out with four controller ports, of course. Which was mind-blowing at the time, because... Yeah, at the time, it was man. a big deal, because, uh, I mean, you always needed, like, an extra thing for it for the NES or the Super Nintendo. Even for the PlayStation, was the place, did the PlayStation have four-player? I know that the... The PlayStation 2 need an adapter, because I have not one. Na- not natively, no. Yeah. No, I'm saying, but they, they probably had a four-player adapter from the PlayStation 1 uh, also. Yeah, they had something. Yeah. But it was, the first, yeah, it was the first system, like, pre-Dreamcast or whatever, I guess, was probably the only one that had, like, four controller ports, like, on the front, right out of the gate. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Nintendo 64 was supposed to be... Well, they were obviously pushing it as the party system which it totally was you know and they've been doing that with every console since yeah as multi as the multiplayer system which is fine because i had i had a blast with mario kart like played that game so much like and you know i i I went uh i went through and tried to unlock the ghost for that as well where you could get like the developer times we had to hit a certain time to find like the ghost and try to beat him or whatever but yeah that was uh that was that was the beginning to it even though i was kind of a I didn't necessarily like that they used sprites for their characters, but you know where everything else was polygon. I felt that felt like that looked a little weird, like with the animation. But honestly, I didn't pick up on it. I mean, I'm sure I was aware of it, but I remember being blown away by this game. Like I went to a Target in Champaign, I believe, and uh, I was in Champaign, Illinois at this Target, and I finally got to play Mario Kart. And uh, you know, my family was shopping for some other stuff, and I was like hanging out next to the N64. And I played, uh, what is the Donkey Kong level, the jungle one, where you, like, jump over the, the boat? Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the title of it, but, yeah, and you get and you get the you get the spiky, and you get those spiky fruits thrown at you. You, you know, the durians, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that was the first level I ever played. And you get, I was you get like, durians thrown at you when you get off the course. <laughs> and there's, like, a boat. There's, like, a big, like, boat with the giant paddle and all that in there in the water. But I remember when I, like, you get to that part of the level where you like jump over the boat because it reminded me of the you know the Super Nintendo part that I liked where you jumped over the part. Oh yeah, the car- yeah. The course before. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, holy I cow! Yeah, I'm taking sure. this huge jump, and it felt like I was jumping forever. You know, you yeah. know, looking back on it, it's like what a three or four second jump, but it felt like forever. I was just like floating in air. Oh yeah, no, like, f- like whoa, this is crazy. I'm playing Mario Kart. And I'm just like floating through the air. I'm going to land on this course and it's like really wide at the bottom so I can try to land as far to the left as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll give me an advantage, you know, and just that and not immediate fall in the water. feeling. Exactly. That yeah. immediate feeling or like also that feeling of like, 
hey, what would happen if I landed on the boat? Which, you know, there's some like kind of Easter egg or something for that. But oh, I never landed on the boat. I've landed in the water, but not on the boat. It was so cool, man. And like, you know, later on, there were other levels that had similar sort of spectacles to them. But that was what I remember initially just being like, man, this is so much better than Mario Kart on Super Nintendo that I've played. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking, uh, it reminds me of the, um, with well, the Royal Raceway, which was so cool because you could, like, divert from the track and, and go, go to and the go actual... find the castle. Yeah. But which is freaking awesome. Yeah, that they had the, the whole, like, polygon, the full polygon of the, uh, castle from Mario 64. You could go over there and just drive over there and look at it. That, like, blew my mind that you could, like, leave the course and go find it. And I'm like, holy shit, it's right there. But, uh, that had a similar thing where you have, like, where you do the big jump and there's, like, the really large yeah. jump and there's the two, like, there's the two hills and you have yeah. to land in the middle and like if you hit the hill you like fall down and it's like that was like one of my favorite parts like of, as far as like big jumps i guess that's what that's what always comes to my in my mind is the, is the big yeah. jump there and just yeah like i remember like finding like when we like just i like accidentally fell off course and then there was the and there was the there was the castle there and i'm like holy shit they actually you see the castle in the end sequence too like whenever you beat the grand prix did you ever do uh did you ever see the secret i always considered the secret fourth place ending which I always thought was really funny. Did you ever did you ever see that, or did you ever try to get that? No, not that I can remember. Because there's like a funny little cutscene that it does if you get fourth place. Because uh, what I forgot to mention for the first Mario Kart, uh, they did you know where if you didn't if you didn't place within the first four, you had to like retry retry the course again. Yeah. And uh, you, in the first one, you had like a couple amount of lives. You know, you had like three. You could you could earn more lives like as you went, like depending on how high you scored or whatever. But uh, yeah, if you ran out of lives, then it'd be a game over. And this one did the same thing, except thankfully you never got a game over. You could just retry over and over again. But you had to get above four. You had to get four or higher. But if you get in fourth place every time, or if you end in fourth place, they do a funny little cinematic at the end where like it shows the three people getting the awards. And you're like over in the corner and you like kind of like go over a hill and then that little bomb guy like follows you and you get exploded and it shows you like blow up above the hill. It's funny. Yeah. I always got a kick out of it because I thought it was, I thought it was a lot cooler than getting like first or second place because you got this nice little like cinematic thing, like showing yourself getting destroyed by this little bomb car, like the same bomb car from the battle mode and all that. So I thought that was cool. And I would always try to get that one, even though it was harder to get like to end with like fourth place. You know, and all of it, I found a little more difficult to try to place fourth instead of first. But I used to try yeah. to do that just to see that, just to see that little animation because I liked that part. Thought it was funny. Well, I've definitely seen that animation now that you mention it. But yeah, I've never intentionally tried to get fourth place. That's interesting. That's yeah, a fun alternate it. way to play. I used to do it in high school, and it will just tell me that she did that with her brothers too, where they would try to like they'd played like the original Super Mario Kart so much that they would try to. They'd be like, oh, we're, we're going to try to get, like, third place or, like, try, try to, like, make it more difficult, you know, instead of, like, just getting first. But I used to do, yeah, I used to do that one just to see that cinematic because I thought it was really funny. So I would try to, I would try to get that one, you know, because I got a kick out of it. But uh, what's your favorite course of uh, 64? Oh, without a doubt, uh, is it Wario Raceway? Is that the name of it? Wario Stadium? Wario Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Wario Stadium. Yeah, I figured it was Wario Stadium. It's my favorite. And I like to play Wario. It's my favorite character, so. Oh, okay. Even though he Pretty. takes forever to, to get to high speed? This uh, is my favorite character in this game. I, I played the shit out of this game, and I just did well, the best with Wario. It was his introduction into the series. Yeah. Yeah. So this the first. This is the, probably the first like pseudo 3D version of Wario, right? I would think. Because yeah. all we had really known him 
was from the Game Boy games before that. He hadn't really... I mean, there was no Mario Party before this. Mario Party came out later in 99. This was released at the beginning of 97. I forgot to say that. At the February 10th, 1997. Yeah, man. This game came out over 20 years ago. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Even though it's like regarded as an incredibly long race, my favorite race is Rainbow Road because I love those giant faces and all that in the in the background. And Oh, I do too, man. And I like the big jumps that you could do. And if you were really good, you could do that like shortcut, which I don't oh, think yeah. I don't think I I think I only got it to work like one time. But but yeah, that one was always my favorite. Which I'm sure I mentioned before, but I'll say it again. Like the reason I chose Wario Stadium is my favorite is because you can skip like half the course each lap. Yeah. yeah, you can also get fucked over though if you get hit. And we said this before, but if you get hit by a shell on that one jump, you can drop into a into the part like farther back in the race, and it'll like yeah, really fuck over where like- you're at. Back yeah. in the original version with the where you jump over that yeah. spot, you that same thing can happen, but it's a lot rarer. Yeah, because I remember we used to do that to people all the time. Like we would try to, we would intentionally try to hit you there, you know. And there was a one time that I was playing with my friend Curtis from high school, and he actually made it all the way back around, like and and placed uh, at a good in a good spot, even though he got knocked all the way back because they kept because they kept giving him the infinite mushrooms, you know. The ones that you could just had to hit multiple times, which that was a new... That's a rubber band effect. Yeah. Well, yeah, they exactly. Yeah, which is kind of one of the main criticisms, I guess, for the Mario Kart series that people would say that, yeah, they give you stuff when you're in the behind to get you back. But that's part of the fun of it, too. But this Well, is at the... least it applies to, you know, other people playing, too, and not just the computers nowadays. For sure. And um, also another one, the uh, Toad Raceway with the cars... I always thought it was really cool that when you played the mirror mode, the cars came at you and you weren't like racing with them. You were racing against them. Now, I always thought that was an interesting, that was a nice little change, you know. And there yeah. was was this the first time for mirror mode or was there mirror mode in the original Mario Kart? I never got that far, so I don't know. As far as I know, this was the first mirror mode. Yeah, which is just like where the, the, the turn on the left is right now, which I think is cool. You know, it's like, yeah, to mess you up because you, you have to memorize the courses to get all the way through. And it's like, oh, fuck, I'm supposed to go this way. And then I go the other way. When I was trying to play, uh, when I was trying to play the Bowser level on this, when I was playing it the other night, I was uh, for some reason I kept remembering like my muscle memory was like the mirrored mode, so I kept like turning the wrong way when I was supposed to go the other way. I'm like, oh, keep remembering remembering this is the mirror mode for I don't know why, but that's what I thought of it. But uh, if you yeah, if you went through like I went through and I got all the you get all the medals, you get like the different opening and all that, you get the different picture. Like I know I, know I did all that. Yeah, I did. So. But yeah, it was just uh, I went and got all the times and all that. I just played the shit out of it. It was, it was a lot of fun. It's a really fun game. This game was like yeah, especially fun for me and my friends because I didn't mention it earlier, but like uh, the original Mario Kart, we played Battle Mode a lot, like as a group of friends. And uh, when uh, my friend Chip got the the uh, Nintendo sixty four, he was the only one who had that console for a while. So when he got this game for Christmas, Battle Mode was like all we played. Because oh, sure. Yeah. It was four player. There were four controllers and like we'd play like battle mode all the time. Yeah. Yeah. My friend, uh, my friend Curtis got it before I did. And I played it at his house and we were playing like the four player. And, you know, like when you beat the when you beat the battle mode or you beat like the four player race or whatever, then it shows the full screen of like your one. He's like, oh, this is the way it looks like in single player. And I was like, oh, man, that looks so cool. So then I got it after that. And I was like, oh, I have to get this. I want to play through all the single player stuff. And I played the crap about it. Really liked it. Loved the love the soundtrack. Loved the credit song for it. That was actually one of my first. It's actually not the first. I think the first game soundtrack I ever bought was Donkey Kong Country 2. But this was probably the second video game soundtrack I ever bought, which I actually found a disc of it at GameStop. They were actually selling a, like a greatest hit soundtrack of, of Mario Kart 64, and I actually bought a disc of this at the mall. 
at uh, at Babbage's when I was in high school. So I thought that was wow. pretty awesome. Yeah. That is awesome, man. Yeah, they were actually selling it at like the Babbage's, you know, old GameStop place at the uh, Northwoods Mall in Peoria. Actually, I actually bought a disc of it. They had it there, so it's pretty awesome. I still have it somewhere. Yeah, this is the one I actually bought in a store. The the Donkey Kong one I ordered from Nintendo Power. This is one I actually found in the wild. So I bought the soundtrack to this game and listened listened to a lot of it. Played the shit out of it. Yeah, this game's great, man. And like later on when we finally got our own N64, like I said before, you know, we got that a little later. But we we had this game and I played the shit out of it then. And since then, I've like, you know, I've played it with my own cart and I've downloaded it on the Wii and the Wii U. Yeah. And I was actually. I always, yeah. I always come back to it. I love this game. I remember being really excited when it was released on Wii Virtual Console. I was working on. Uh, I was working on the Sean. Was it Sean Puffy Combs? Uh, his his show, uh, Making the Band for MTV. I was like a PA on that, and I remember being incredibly excited when. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I remember what what job I was working on when that game came out, but I remember talking to the people that I was working at. I was like working with. I was like, Yeah, dude, uh, Mario Kart 64. It's coming out again, like on Virtual Console. You can buy it on the Wii for like ten dollars. It's so cool. Probably because I had lost my cart. Like, my cart was stolen from me when I was in college, and I really wanted to play it again. And I downloaded it, and I played the crap out of it, like, when it came came out on Wii again. So I that remember... It was, like, 10 bucks, right? Yeah, it was 10 But I remember, I remember like, being excited about it when it came out, being like, man, Mario Kart 64, play it again. It's great. And I played the shit out of it again on the, on the Wii. And then I bought it again, and it just came out, like, well, I don't know, not that long ago for Wii U. But, yeah, it's a good one. It's up there for me. <laughs> move on to uh, super circuit though that was a one that uh, i didn't have until later but i remember you getting it you bought it before i did and it was a big reason why i wanted a game boy advance like i think this this is where mario kart really started to influence me getting consoles because i knew i loved the first two mario kart games and i knew this was going to be a lot like the super nintendo one but it was going to have elements of the n64 version yeah it plays a i just played it the other night and it it plays so much better than the, than the Super Nintendo one does. It does like yeah. feel a lot like the Super Nintendo one, but it controls so much so much better. And it's like the same. It's like pretty much the same sprites and the same like animation of the characters from the sixty four one, and all the same and uh, and all the same guys. But they kind of move the same way. But it's the flat mode seven, but it controls so much better. Like you don't. Yeah. I feel like you have so a lot more control with it. It's definitely like a hybrid. And this one had classic courses in it, which is fucking awesome. So I was like all about this game. Yeah, you can unlock the original courses, which I I was saying earlier, I played, but you can't do like five. You can't do five at a time. It's like segments of four. But I did go through and play them again on that. And I'm like, man, it's so much easier on this on this game than it was on the other one. Because shit, man, that super the Super Nintendo one was so hard. But then I went like the next day I played the Game Boy one and I played it like on the Game Boy player on my GameCube on my CRT TV and I'm like this is this is fucking cool and I was having I was having a blast with it but I actually uh when this game came out I worked at a camp and there were a lot of like you know kids there that brought their Game Boys cuz it was oh, like a summer summer camp slash daycare Oh no you weren't there yet when you got it cuz oh, yeah, we this one? Yeah cuz we played it 
when I lived with Bethany, we played it at that apartment. I remember that was when you got it. When uh, I lived well, with Bethany delete, for like a couple it. months. Well, it was right before that. I mean, you probably remember playing it there too. But I remember my first experience, I was going to say like one thing that I remembered from this game was this is the first game I ever played that had single cart play where you only had to have one cart and you could play it that's through other was, Game Boys. That's what I was going for because that's oh, what no, I did with that. So. Yeah. Well, because I remember playing it with you at the Lincoln apartment when I lived because I had that one, I had the one that I lived uh, with the weird walls with the badly cake walls after yeah. that i lived with bethany for like a month and i remember playing it there with you the first time so that was mm. pre-camp for me but i'm sure you were still playing it after that but that i remember playing your copy well we we, we did the link and you could only be yoshi but no i'm just having like a yeah. a, a wave of nostalgia right yeah now. but no the first i remember the first time playing that game was at that apartment and i was like really impressed that you're like oh no you only need one copy of the game because i didn't have the game i didn't get the game until way later and I didn't have the game, and we played it off of your of your Game Boy, and we used the like cable, and we played through all of the. I remember we played through all the courses that were available, but I remember you could only be different colored Yoshi's. That's like the only yep. person you could pick. So I was like, okay. So we were just different Yoshi's, and I just played through the game, and I was like, ah. Well, I remember just being like, ah, this one's too much like the Super Nintendo one. I never really got into that one, so I kind of like passed on that one. And then but I it got... was pretty cool that you could uh, plug four Game Boys into each other. I mean, that was that was the first time where that seemed like yeah. relevant to me. Yeah. No. No. It's a good game i'm just saying i passed on it at the time that it came out but i did get it later i ended up getting it used later as a christmas gift and uh and i remember i wanted to play through it and there was like no way to erase any all the files that were on there so i couldn't like i was like i want to go through and unlock everything but everything was unlocked when i got it and i was like mm. oh really you couldn't yeah. delete it yeah you couldn't del- delete the stuff on it you couldn't like clear it weird so i got a used version of it but whatever i still have it actually like i said i played it on my game boy player the other day and it still works i just have this on the uh virtual console but you had the you had the card of it did you lose I it did. or do you know what happened to it it's gone through the through the moving winds of, or... the, the winds of time have taken it away <laughs> yeah i don't know if i sold it or i just lost it yeah no i understand yeah sometimes just stuff disappears but thankfully i still have i still have my used copy i may of have it. loaned it to someone and never gotten it back like that's the best case scenario sure yeah i mean yeah you never know but it's a yeah it's a cool game like i i never i didn't never get the um virtual console version i was gonna say uh on the first the first super mario kart game has probably been the release the most in virtual console right because it's on wii it's on wii u and it's on 3ds so i think it's the only mario kart that has three virtual console versions out of all these because super circuit was available as a um as an ambassador program thing which i never got okay but you can get if you had if you bought a 3ds earlier before the price change you could have gotten super circuit for 3ds which would be nice i really wish i mean i still it's one of my regrets i wish i would have got that 3ds early because me stupidly thought that i would just be able to buy these on the eShop later and then they never that never happened you know so but yeah it was re-released for wii u i don't i didn't get it uh was i didn't get it on the wii u but you did have you played through all the stuff and got all the extra levels and all that on that game i mean not not recently Back when I had the cartridge, I played a lot. You know, this was the first one that had... Well, yeah, there really hasn't been one... I guess, what, the DS one sort of had it, but there was, like... Wasn't there, like, side stuff you can do? With the mission mode? Oh, that was DS, one. That was it? DS, yeah. It was my favorite sure. mode, but they... Yeah, that's the only game it was in. All right, well, yeah, this one was just, like... This was, like, a hybrid of the N64 and the SNES version, right? Yeah, this was... When you say it fell right in the middle? Yeah, well, it, it had the... It used the sprites 
from the 64 game. It used the same characters as the 64 game, but it was mode 7, like the Super Nintendo one, but it controlled a little bit better. You can do power slides like you could in that one, but I feel like it can maybe controlled a little bit more like the 64 one, I guess. Like, just a little bit more fluidly, I guess, with the, with the whole... Um, and it, for me, it made made the mode 7 version, like, easier to play, which I like now Now that I'm returning to it. I actually like it more. It was actually was my least favorite Mario Kart for a while, but I've, I've kind of, like come around to a little bit recently just from playing it the other night i'm like okay i get it now from trying to from trying really hard to get through the super nintendo one i'm like okay i i I like this one a little bit better just because it controls so much better it was also the it was the very first time in the series that it showed stats for your characters when you were picking them like it showed like who had like the the who had the highest like acceleration like who had the highest like speed like that was the first time you got to see any sort of stat for that because you didn't see that in the other ones you kind of just figured it out but my uh, my main guy on this one was toad toad was my main guy well actually it was either toad or peach they have the same they have the same stats but they were my my main people for like both for that and the 64 one because high acceleration i always like the high acceleration guys because you get hit by all sorts of shit and you can bounce back easier if you have the high acceleration it also brought back where you had to like you know where you had to use a life every time you retried if you got under fourth place for every for every track or every uh, grand prix so they brought back that around but i think they were trying to like go with the um retro feel of it which they totally did um my favorite course for it was the uh, luigi circuit the one that has the big like uh hindenburg balloon like in the background and it's like yeah. raining i think i liked it because the first time i saw rain in any mario kart game you know because it was like raining and as you drive like the rain kind of comes at you and i thought it looked really cool like in the mode 7 effects i like the i like the one there's another level it's like all in the clouds too that i thought was cool we had to like jump from one part to another which i think both of those have been have been like retro courses and and later mario karts i know the cloud one has for sure has been like put back out later yeah you still didn't have all that many you know playable characters but we had the the same eight we had the same eight as uh 64 yeah so you know those guys do you want to move on to uh double dash yeah let's do it all right Double Dash, which is a controversial Mario Kart for a lot of reasons, which I played it. I played it on my CRT the other night. Really loved the shit out of playing it. But it is a weird game. Like, they kind of change a lot of stuff around. Uh, Number one was, like, a lot of people's biggest gripe was they removed the fucking jump, which was, like, uh, what the hell? Like, they removed the jump and they switched the color of, like, like when you're doing a... This is the only one that, like, when you, you know, when you do a... When you hold your... um, power slide instead of like going to the red spark it goes to the blue spark and every game previous to that the blue was before the red and any game after that the blue was before the red so it totally like fucks up your whole view on mario kart from playing that game they switched it around like you can't hold you can't hit l to throw items which you did in the other previous games well i guess trigger on the 64 one but l on the game boy now l and r do the same thing and now you have to hit like x or y to throw up item you can't drag items behind you in a in double dash like they were just trying to like just totally change everything up it's crazy like if you actually want to block shit behind you you have to like throw you basically have to throw it backwards at the right time to block something you can't just drag something but i think they did that because they didn't want to take away with the whole like 
take away from the whole like uh, mechanic of you switching between characters. I know. You know, we could flip it on the fly. Why? I, why that fucking mechanic? Why that? Fucking mechanic? <laughs> I, I like I like Double Dash a lot. Like that's that that game is pretty high on my personal favorite Mario Kart stuff. Which which well, it's it, a fun game. Yeah. Which sure. one? One once we get through all of them, I want to do our personal like top eight of them. We'll okay. talk about that. Okay. But uh, I like Double Dash a lot. It's just it's definitely like the weird one of all of them. You know, it's the one that kind of went outside of the box, which is fine for me because I think. Those are, you know, those are all always the me- the best ones for me are the ones that get super weird. But yeah, they kind of went went a whole nother way. But but Double Dash did. There were some things that they did that they brought into other stuff. Like like this is the first time that you could like interchange carts, like where you had different carts and it's not just one. So that was the beginning of that. You know, they brought the, that continued on to all the other ones after that. But yeah, the whole two player thing. I mean, I thought it was interesting that you could do the co op. You know, where like one person just threw items, which I don't know why you would do that, but some people like playing that. You know, some people would find. Find, uh, fun with that but yeah it's a yeah it's it was a, definitely an emphasis on a uh, four-player fun maybe thinking that if they did the two-player then they wouldn't have split into four screens or if they did four-player it could just be two screens because like you know two yeah. people would be on each cart yeah you can still do four-player though you can still do four-player split screen they just yeah. i think they just wanted to add another maybe a sort of another sort of co-op i guess even though i thought that like playing through the grand plea the doing like Two player, two player Grand Prix. I always thought that that was kind of a co op thing, even though I guess technically you're against each other, but you're still against the computer, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it was an interesting game. Uh, I felt like this was this was the first game where I was disappointed by the battle mode because uh, this the the initial like battle mode levels that you got were not impressive. I mean, one of the levels was you playing on top of a GameCube. That's kind of cool, right? But you're just a, there's just a square. There's like nowhere to hide or anything, you know. Yeah. I mean, my favorite one was, like, later you unlock the Luigi's Mansion part of it, which is really cool. There's a Luigi's Mansion battle mode, which was, like, my favorite of that. But I felt like it kind of took a step back, even though they did add, like, different modes of battle mode in there, which you actually see brought into the new deluxe version. Because they had, like, the, the bomb mode that we played, like, at the at the event. Like, that, was, that originally started with Double Dash, where you were carrying yeah. all the bombs. They also had the Shine Thief one, which I think is in the new one as well. But they, yep. so they tried a different, a couple different stuff. It just, I don't know, it didn't feel quite right. I guess probably because Block Fort wasn't in there, but uh, it kind of didn't feel quite right for me. So I kind of started shifting more to the races. But I like that. I like that you were able to unlock a mode where you could race through all of the races as one thing as a Grand Prix. Like that was really cool. I had fun with that. And there was, uh, you know, there were some new characters like uh, Toadette. Was it was introduced into it? This is the first time we ever saw Toadette was in this game because they kind of invented her to be uh, Toad's partner. You know, because there were different two players. Uh, weird additions: uh, King Boo, uh, Petey Piranha. Uh, King, yeah. Boo, King Boo's in the new one and in, in Deluxe, but you haven't seen King Boo in there since that one. They had that weird uh, two-level pipe that they raced in, and the King Boo one was just a gray version of it. I remember that. I believe this was the first time that uh, F-Zero made an appearance in Mario Kart as well, because you can unlock the uh, the Blue Falcon in this one, which reappeared in the Wii one and the Wii U one after that. But it's the first time you had that in there. It actually might be in the 3DS one as well, but I'm not sure on that. But yeah, it's a, it's a crazy game, but it's a lot of fun. Um, honestly, my one, one level that I think kind of set the tone for a lot of the later games was DK Mountain. Like, DK Mountain's like my... 100% favorite level from this game. You know, where you, like, shoot all the way up to the mountain and then go oh, all yeah, the way down like and shoot away. Mm-hmm. Well, you can see so many different versions of DK Mountain, like, in later games after this. Especially, like, the DS one, which came out after this, which is 
was like my absolute favorite for the longest time before the Wii U one. But they did, they like totally capitalized that. They did a lot of really cool levels involving that. They did like the airship one that had like a barrel, like a barrel that you, that you blew through and like the pinball one as well did the same thing. And even like the Wii one, there's like DK Summit that has like also is very much like DK Mountain. So you see, you yeah. see that later. And I remember I like the, uh, the face on the mountain. I don't know if you noticed if you, do you still have, do you still have your double dash or did you have double dash? I do have this game and I've played it recently. You did play it recently. Did yeah. you notice that there's like a a smiley face on like almost everything in this game yep. like all of the all of the clouds have faces on them um like what i was thinking about dk mountain where you shoot up to the top of the mountain the mountain has a face like all i remember the trees have faces yeah I remember I used to tell people that you could shoot the mountain and it would change the face just as a joke. <laughs> but even though you couldn't do it, I just do it to fuck with people because you could do that in pilot wing 64. We could like shoot yeah, Mario dick. and turn him into Wario. I was like, you know, you could shoot that mountain. And they're like, really? I'm like, no, no you can't shoot that mountain. <laughs> but yeah, that game was a lot of fun. I mean, it sucks that you had to, yeah, like I said, it sucks that you can't drag items. It sucks that you can't jump, but it is really fun. Like I think did it's, you mentioned Birdo. Yeah. Birdo. And I did not, uh, Birdo, well, Birdo was put in there as a Yoshi's partner, right? Yep. Yeah, that was crazy. Birdo was a. I think this is the only game that Birdo was in, right? Well, he might have been, and he might he might have been in uh, the 3DS one too. There's some weird people in that one, but uh, yeah, yeah. Birdo was in there as, as Yoshi's. I guess that's when they started. Well, no, they'd done that for a while because Birdo was the part was a the tennis partner of Yoshi in a uh, Mario Tennis 64. That's true. But uh, they yeah, when they started like pairing them together, I guess. But yeah, it was a crazy game, like a bunch of different. It was like probably like I feel it's like the most animated, like cartoony one I think of all of them. I don't know if you got that impression from it from playing it again, but it kind of reminds me of like Toontown from like Roger Rabbit, <laughs> you know, where like everything, oh, right, yeah. you know, everything has a face and everything's singing and it's all like, ah, oh, you know, it's like all like super in your face and super bright and colorful and all that, which I love. But I feel like this was were, the one that was mostly like, like that. Trying to exploit the GameCube hardware to make the most like cartoony mario kart possible and they did i I think they very much did and i feel like it i feel like it still looks pretty good like i said i was playing on on the old tv and i thought it looked great i was like man this game looks awesome and unfortunately one of of my old gamecube uh, memory cards got corrupted so i've been playing it on a new one that i got so i had to like i've been trying to like unlock everything again so i don't have everything i had before but it's fun it's fun to go through and unlock all that stuff and i had a lot you know i like that you could go through and unlock different skins and get different new characters and all that that wasn't that wasn't anything that was in the any of the previous games like there were no secret characters in the 64 one there are no secret characters in the gba one you know so it was a this is a brand new thing which you know continued on after this where you could you know where you can unlock new characters like every time you beat whatever or got a gold on whatever version and that type of thing, you know? So I felt like there was more to unlock, like more, you know, more, uh, more skins, more carts. Like, you know, you had different, they, sh- they showed the, showed the stats again of everything, but, oh, and there was also the, um, I can't forget the, uh, they introduced, which was something that you never saw again. They introduced the character specific items, which I thought was crazy. So like the only way, if you ever wanted to get like all of the shells, like if you ever wanted to get the three shell, the three red shells, the three green shells, you had to use like the, the, um, the Koopa, the Koopa guys. You had to use like a paratrooper or the regular Koopa, which uh, that was like my, that was my team was like baby Luigi and, uh, one of the Koopa guys, because then I got the chain chomp and I got the, uh, and I got the three and I got the three shells. So that was like my, go to for my main guys for that who who did you use uh i definitely became a fan of the uh yoshi and like probably the either the ghost or the piranha oh yeah because uh, i used to i remember i would do the power team too so it was a uh, bowser and wario was my was the power team 
and I would use a uh, and I would use Wario's uh, Cadillac because I had the big purple Cadillac that he had from the Game Boy Advance game, which I thought was pretty awesome. And you could use that. I remember, uh, yeah, Mar- Wario and Waluigi. They had the bomb. They had the giant bomb, which which was used later in other games. Um, Bowser and Baby Bowser. They had the giant. They had the giant shell with the spikes on it. Uh, Donkey yep. Kong. Donkey, oh, I remember that thing. Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong had the giant had the giant banana peel that split into other little banana peels. Mario, oh yeah, yeah. Which which would uh which you could almost block the entire raceway in some places with that. Which that was incredibly awful item. Well, it's good if you have it, but and uh, Mario and Luigi had the fireballs. They had like the red and green fireballs. I'm trying to remember what else what else people had. Did the did uh, King Boo have the ghost thing, the ghost item, or was that taken out for this one? We didn't mention that on the 64 one, but the ghost item where you could steal items, which was actually that wasn't a part of the Super Nintendo one. No, the ghost item. Yeah, the one where you steal that, stuff. Was that in the original yeah. game? Oh yeah, it was. It was okay. I didn't remember. Oh. But yeah, they uh, you yeah. would always steal the other player's item if it was two player. But yeah, they all yeah they all had different stuff. I think uh, I think Birdo and Yoshi had giant eggs. That they could shoot, but yeah, it was a. Uh, it's crazy. Like uh, the um, the chain chomp thing basically became the bullet bill later in the games after that, and you kind of see like all the stuff that they did for the main. Like a lot of that main stuff became like stuff you could use later, you know, or stuff that showed up in other games. Even though you haven't seen the giant banana again, but uh, but a lot of these courses definitely showed up again. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. Once they, well, yeah, we could. Uh, who is your? What was your favorite? What was your favorite course for this one? For this one in particular, yeah. probably. I don't know. I guess I really liked Yoshi Circuit, as boring as it was. Oh yeah, like, it was a fun course to like try to like get like the fastest time in. Yeah, a course shaped like Yoshi. That's a, even yeah. though there is a there's the helicopter floating around. That's like one of the things he turned into in, in Yoshi's Island, which I thought that was pretty cool. I think that's yeah. only in that version that you see that helicopter guy. Because I don't, because it's been, well, because they used it in, it was in the DS one and it was in the Mario Kart 8 one, but I don't think I saw the helicopter guy in either of the versions of that level in there. I think he was only in the, I think he was only in the Double Dash one. But there's a cool, uh, yeah, there's a cool, like, shortcut in there. Like, there's that little spot where you can jump over. I don't know, for me, it was just DK Mountain. Like, I love the shit out of that level. But, uh. We, yeah, that, we get fired out of that cannon. Yeah, I love getting fired out of the cannon towards the face. The I face think the Waluigi Stadium is kind of cool, too. Oh, Coliseum? Waluigi Stadium. Oh, Waluigi Stadium. Okay, I, I was thinking Wario Coliseum. Because that one's cool, too, where you're in the giant ball, where there's the giant mm-hmm. ball. Yeah, no, yeah, Waluigi uh, Stadium is pretty good. It's kind of like a follow-up to what well, is a follow-up to Wario Stadium. It, yeah, and it has, has a lot of jumps. And in this one there was the double four hazards. Yeah. yeah. Well, this one there were the double. Uh, there were the double blocks, which you see a return of that in the new Mario. Well, the Mario Kart Eight Deluxe actually has the double blocks again because now you can get two items. So they kind of, I guess, they tried to bring a little bit of all, all the different Mario Karts in there. That's like one yeah, of the, but, one of the new things I keep forgetting about. That's on the that's on the Switch version. The yeah, the double blocks. Man, the Waluigi Stadium level though really kind of feels like Excite Bike. I remember that. Oh yeah, because there's a lot of yeah, because there's a lot of jumps. There's like and a lot hazards. Of hills. Yeah. Like mud pits, you have to avoid and stuff. Yeah, and, and there's the um, they have the barricades that have faces also. <laughs> like I remember yeah. those. Yeah, everything has a face in this game. It's like totally straight up Toontown out of, out of Roger Rabbit. You know, it's like everything has a face and like everything everything dances. And I remember, yeah, they have the they have like the chain uh, not the chain chomps the um, the piranha plants that come out that are like all like big big like cardboard looking things that like uh, they chomp at you. That's a yeah. that's in Waluigi Stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's a good one for sure. Um, do you They're wanna... in the Yoshi Circuit as well. Well, yeah, no, the regular ones are, but I'm talking about the flat ones. 
Oh right, the ones that come out like they come out like vertically. Oh yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah, horizontally. Yeah. They're like they're not actual ones. They just look like big like animatronic ones that. almost. Yeah, yeah, those ones. That's what I'm talking about. They're crazy. But yeah, no, that's uh that one came out November seventeenth of two thousand and three. In case you're keeping notes over there, it's uh, two and years. Personally, two years my after the last story one. with this game is that this is sh- shortly before my GameCube died, my original GameCube. So I didn't buy this game until a couple years later, and uh, just happened to like have a room that got really involved in the game like in 2003 what year did this come out 2003 oh it would have been like 2004 like late 2004 i started playing it yeah this came out at the end of 2003 okay so yeah it was about a year later when i really got into this game so i was a little behind the times but man i loved it and yeah i ended up buying it and a new gamecube i had to buy a new game oh yeah no, it's a good one. It's a. Yeah, I, I just remember this. This was the Immortal seven point nine score from Fran Marabella of IGN gave it a seven point nine, and that was a big thing because every that kind of a that's a score that he will never forget. I guess or nobody will ever forget who anybody who read that because it was like the lowest Mario Kart score. Yeah, and they they actually gave the game a lot of shit, and uh, I don't really agree with them on that. Well, they gave it a lot of shit for taking away the jump, which I understand that's weird, but I think the game's still great for what it is i don't know it is strange they removed the jump to be honest because yeah. like that's like a de-evolution when everything else evolved but the levels are definitely an advancement over uh the game boy version well it won the more yeah more like the 64 version for sure like they added a lot of it's like how can we make this crazier and uh one of the i don't know one of the levels i probably found i found really funny was like the dino level the dinosaur level because I always felt like that level just didn't really belong, I guess, <laughs> in the game. I mean, it I'm really sh- felt like it'd be from like Diddy Kong Racing or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, actually, Diddy Kong Racing was something I played last year. Like when I set up my when I set up my retro station, I played some Diddy Kong Racing, which I like. I like that game, but that came out after. But it doesn't Dino Dino Jungle seem like it would just be like? Yeah, there's dinosaurs all over the place in that game. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's what I thought. I was like, hmm, okay. It just seemed like kind of out of place. That particular level did. With the giant dinosaurs, I'm like, oh, okay, weird. But, uh, but I remember, sure. it, like, what was it? The is this the level that is this the game that had the boat where like you went on below deck and like as the boat moved around, like the yeah. boxes were yeah. Like, moving. Oh up. yeah, I forgot to mention the boat. I was gonna I was gonna try to do like a thing about um. Well, it's, yeah, I think we mentioned before in our GameCube episode, but Tony Hawk Three was like one of the first games that we played a lot of. Like when it came out, it was a launch game for the GameCube. Yeah, and uh, there's like. I was uh, I remember playing this game after playing Tony Hawk, and I was like, man, there's like two games that I play a lot that have boats in them. Because there's like the boat level in Tony Hawk, and then there's the boat level in Mario Kart Double Dash. And we also forgot that uh, Mario Kart Double Dash came with a demo disc. Remember that? And you got a different one. You got the one that had Ultimate Muscle in it yeah, as a demo. I, I somehow got given the wrong demo disc. It was like a store demo. Yeah, you got a special one that, which I think I might, I think I still have the one that you got. I think I, I, think I still have that because you traded it to me because I have the one that has ultimate muscle on it. Yeah, and I don't. You think might have a rare collectible on your hands, my friend. Yeah, well, I kept it, but yeah, no, it was cool because it had it was the first like GameCube uh, holder that had two discs in it. Yep. So one of them was a demo disc, and what was like Billy Hatcher was on there. Yeah, it was like Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. Yeah, Billy Hatcher and the Giant I, Egg. I don't think there was a Wind Waker. Piano Piano Three was on there too. I think there's yep, something about Piano that. 3. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what all was on there. But that was like another thing, like Nintendo trying well, to push there all a these other Joe like, demo. There might have been. I, no, I think there was. Yeah, there might have been a Resident Evil thing on there even too. I don't remember though. There's some sort of like mech game that was only on the store version. I can't remember what it was. 
Well, I think it was the, uh, well, I know the Ultimate Muscle one, I think was the main reason that I borrowed that from you, because well, that's a game I've still been looking for. I just haven't found it for a decent price. I think it still goes for like 50 bucks. I actually think I found it, well, I found it at the at the convention, but it was like $60, so oh. it was too much. But it's still a game that I really want to get, is the Ultimate Muscle. You have muscle. to show me sometime. The GameCube game? Well, the demo disc, like, show oh, yeah. the Ultimate Muscle. Yeah, no, I played the I played the intro song from it on our on our GameCube episode. It's a, it's the uh, it's our outro because I love the uh, I love the song for that. But uh, yeah, nice. yeah, the, yeah, that's Double Dash. That was a fun one. I think we can move on then, right? To uh, one of my personal favorites. Um, one thing I forgot about Double Dash is uh, Double Dash had land play. You could put a modem into the GameCube, and somebody actually made a mode so you could play this game online. So this was technically the this first like, online this game. Is a hack. It was a this hack. Is a hack yeah. Yeah, it was a warp pipe. It was called warp pipe. But you'd basically plug your thing into your computer, and you could create a way for different GameCubes to play each other online. Hacked. But that's still pretty cool. But it used the GameCube modem, which nobody bought. But I thought about buying it to play Fantasy Star Online 1 and 2, but I never got that. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, do you remember when we saw all the... We came to visit Jada, and her... Like, Dan was playing Halo with another Xbox upstairs. Yeah, yeah, land. Yeah, I remember that the land party. That was, that was the same thing. That was like some kind of hack that they found to hook Xboxes together. Oh no, I thought I thought you could do that. No, it wasn't a thing yet. Oh, I thought yeah. you could already do that. I didn't know that was nope. a hack they were using. I thought that yep, you could they already were using hook a hack them back then. It was just like warp pipe. Oh wow. it was like for the Xbox. Well, because you could. I mean, the the double dash game, you could actually play two GameCubes together with it. But the hack was that they used that they found a way to where you could do that. Through the use internet, the land to, yeah, you yeah. could use the land to make it an online game, which I was, which always was a reason that I wanted to get a modem because, like, oh shit, I could play Double Dash online, but I never got around to getting one. Plus, nobody really had one; they were hard to find, you know. But uh, well, maybe I'm wrong then, but I, I almost, I'm almost positive they like were using their computer somehow to host the two Xboxes. Like, I don't think they were just directly connected to each other. Oh, because it, but that was some, they were available to do that or they could do that eventually, I think. Eventually, but I just think like what that time we like saw that happening here in Champaign, I think that they were ahead of the curve. I think they were using like a bootleg thing. Oh, sure. Yeah, maybe. So Mario Kart DS, which was like my favorite Mario Kart for the longest time until uh, Mario Kart 8 came out, was the actual first first version of Nintendo's internet, the first online game. The beginning of uh, Friend Coats was that game. Yep. But I love the shit out of that game. Like, I felt like they capitalized on all the stuff from Double Dash that was great. Like, they took uh, DK Mountain and basically, you know, made other levels out of that. Like, my two favorite levels, well, my 100% first favorite level is uh wario pinball wario pinball is fucking awesome oh yeah man yeah that you're like ra- like that's my favorite and they never they never read they never put that back out on another i don't think it was any in any of the retro courses like on any of the later mario kart games but that was my favorite one yeah where you go through the pinball shoot but it's just, it's but you can see like how it's still kind of using the same 
ID of DK Mountain, where you get where you get put into the barrel and then you get blasted to another part and then you work all the way down and then you get blasted back up. It's they kind of took it and ran with it. Like that one, that one and the airship one does the same thing. And I thought both of those levels were really really cool. Plus, there's like the clock level, like they do stuff from like Mario 64. They do like the the TikTok clock level, and there's like the one where you're like in the town from uh, Super Mario Sunshine. Like I like that one too, where you go in between the houses. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of really cool uh, genius levels in there. Like that's why I like it so much it's like the yoshi falls i thought really cool i mean as simple as it was oh yeah yoshi falls where it had the yeah where you just kind of went in the circle but it had the different uh the different ones we didn't even mention uh we didn't mention in double dash the the whole uh the one where it's just a circle and it's under the under the roller coaster oh the the baby course yeah the ba- baby park where you go like for eight laps and it's just one small circle and the idea is yeah. that like eventually everybody will all be next to each other and you'll you know shoot each other and all that because that was the one because uh, for this one because the ds was not that you know not that technically capable capable as like the gamecube they use the two most simple courses they use baby park and uh yoshi's and yoshi's course for this <laughs> for the for the retro stuff but this was a uh, mark rds was the first time that they did that where they where they started doing a whole nother set of like 16 courses they were all old. They were all old races, and I thought that was really fucking cool. I was really excited about that. They did a Mario Circuit. Like I got to hear that great song again, and you could like, you know, yep. you could like use the use the star to like knock down the pipes and all that, like you used to in the first game. It's really cool. And I know they, yeah. And they, there's like all this stuff that I hadn't seen in a while. It was like redone, sort of. You know, it's there. But I really like playing. I like being able to play the original Mario Kart game, Mario Kart courses, because originally I couldn't play them that well because of the control. But this time it had like the new Mario Kart control. But you're in the old level. They basically did the old courses, and now you can play them. Yeah, and with the new controls, you know, and I really liked that a lot. And that was the first time that they did that, where they brought back all these old courses that I love so much. And I liked being able to play them again. I liked that, like the walls from the old Super Mario Kart from Super Nintendo. Now they like had dimension to them. Now they were like big, uh, like 3D walls, you know, that you could see it and like go around it. But it's the same course. It's like really, really fucking cool. Yeah, but they were still like those weird looking, like uh, crystally looking cube things, which were and, and the they had dimension to them. The yeah. blocks, yeah, like on Chaco Island. They brought Chaco Island back. Yeah. They brought Koopa Beach 2 back, you know. And this was like, yeah, like you said, they brought Yoshi Circuit from GameCube. Well, they yeah, they did Yoshi Circuit and Baby Park because that was the only one they could do because of the, uh, because of the capabilities. Bridge, was Mushroom Bridge in there also? I guess it was. Yeah, because this was only... Luigi Circuit. Yeah, we always... Whoa, oh yeah. Well, they used, they used the most simple ones because at this point... Yep. Well, at this point, there was only this was the fifth Mario Kart. This is Mario Kart Five, so there was only four other games before that. So, so they had four from each one. Yeah, because they had sixteen courses, so they had to pull four from each one. Even though that changed after that, which it wasn't as perfect, where you got four from every game before that, because you know the games multiplied as they did more retro stuff after that. But yeah, no, I forgot about those. Yeah, the only ones I remember was Baby Park and. Uh, but no, you're right. Yeah, they did do the Mushroom Bridge one, even though you can't drive up the sides of the bridge like you could in the original version. I don't know if you ever did that. Yeah, you're right. Where you can go all the way up and hit all the. It's really hard to do. Hit all the boosts, and it's like sort of a shortcut. Even though I think I only did it one time. Yeah, that was uh, that was on there, and uh, yeah, the Luigi one. Yeah, Yoshi Circuit and Baby Park. They were brought back later for DLC stuff for Mario Kart Eight. So that one was used a second time. But yeah, DS the DS one was uh, was really cool. Like I liked. Uh, 
Dry Bones was like, he was my guy. He was my favorite guy for that. And uh, Wario's Pinball was my favorite one. This one came out like pretty much two years after the Double Dash. came out in November, November 14th, 2005. It was the first time where you could start doing the drafting, you know, like where you catch the boost from like following behind another cart. That was the first time they used that on this. Oh, yeah. And uh, they did, uh, this was a, they start branch, they branched out more in characters like uh, Rob is in there. Rob the Robot. <laughs> he made He made it yeah. in. ROB. So they did that. And uh, I remember, I remember like when you get far enough, when you, when you unlock enough stuff, you get to the point where you can use every cart with every racer. Like that was new. You know, there weren't like specific carts that were specific weight classes like they were, like it was in the previous game. Like that was, that was pretty rad. Um, my favorite thing, which I wish they wouldn't have dealt away with is the mission mode. That was really cool where there was like, uh, there's just like different things. It's like, Oh, you got to beat this boss. Like now there's bosses. Like they kind of brought it back to like the old, like Donkey Kong, like the old Diddy Kong racing stuff. You know, you had to fight like the giant bullies from like Mario 64, or you had to like go through a race backwards or you had like do a slalom thing or you had to collect whatever, like, and there were like some, there was some like a battle mode type stuff in there as well, like in the mission mode. That mode was really cool. It was a shame they took that away. It added a lot more, a lot more to the game. Do you, uh, do you still have, do you still have this game or did you get it? I have it downloaded on the Wii U. Oh yeah. I was actually playing it on the Wii U the other night and man, it, I, I like, I like playing DS games on the Wii U, but it makes me, I was just thinking like, I was like, man, why didn't they, why didn't they ever, why didn't they release the Wii U as like something they could play 3DS games, like right out of the bat? You know, if they had like, I know that's not their style, but what if they, it makes me like, just feel sad that they never got to that point where they didn't have like a little, little thing where you could put the cartridge in there and you could like, you know, like a 3DS player. Cause we're probably not going to see another system like that for a while that has two screens that can actually nope. fully play. I mean, I love play, I love playing it on the Wii U. I think it looks great. I mean, I know it's weird that you can do that, but I don't care. I think I think it looks awesome, and it just makes me feel like it was a missed opportunity that they never got into doing 3DS games like that too. You know, I mean, 3DS was was popular. Like, why don't you just say like, hey, here's the Wii U. You can play 3DS games on it too. Put them in there. Boom. You can play uh, you can play Pokemon on the screen on the TV. You can do it right now. I mean, I just that was always something I thought was gonna come from the Wii U and it never happened, and it just made me sad playing it again, being like, oh, wish they would have done that. Yeah, 3DS is gonna die. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the plan, maybe, unless it continues to sell through. I mean, well, they have stuff planned for the rest of the year, but probably next year is probably when they start putting it out to pasture, I guess. It's sad, but it's true. Yeah. We yeah, might this... see some more cool indie stuff and maybe a few other big releases, but, you mm. know, besides Fire Emblem and stuff, I don't really... What, what, Pikmin? Yeah. But uh, who was your favorite guy on this one, Mario Kart DS? On this one, I did try to play Waluigi a lot. Yeah. I liked Waluigi. I mean, I don't know if he controlled the best but i found myself playing him a lot well i found myself falling into the camp of using the uh, small characters that have high acceleration like i said before which i started doing that in 64 but uh and i i always like dry bones and he had a nice little tank that you could use that had really high acceleration so that's what i would use for him but I thought the yeah I thought the levels looked great on this like they had a lot you know had a lot of really good stuff on it and for me like for the longest time it was the pinnacle of Mario Kart for me it was like my absolute favorite one like I played a shitload of online stuff even though there were a lot of glitches in there where people would just like disappear and all of a sudden show up in first place when I was trying to when I was trying to play people online but I remember using it like you know basically scanning to try to find a free network like wherever I was at to play online with it and all that I remember just like 
being huge into it because it was the first first online game. I remember like texting or well probably calling all my friends because I probably didn't really have a cell phone at the time or didn't were they able to text anybody. I just calling everybody and be like, hey, what's your friend code? Let's let's get online and play this. Well, truthfully, this as I mentioned earlier in the show, this was one of those games that caused me to buy a console. I bought my DS because this was coming out. So I was one of those friends that was playing Mario Kart with you. Yeah, I'm sure I was ecstatic about it. Actually, a crazy uh, story about a friend of mine. Uh, we were at a bar, and uh, he happened to randomly find an envelope with like $300 in it on the ground at this bar that we were at. And we asked, you know, we asked people in the bar if they had lost an envelope. We didn't say what was in the envelope, you know, to try to make sure that there wasn't anybody that was like sitting with us that might have necessarily lost this money. We couldn't really find anybody who lost it, but we didn't say like who lost three hundred dollars, obviously, because somebody's going to be like, "Oh yeah, of course I did." Anyway, he found a found like three hundred bucks on the floor of a bar that we were hanging out at. Bought a round for everybody and went out and bought a DS and Mario Kart DS the next day, and it was pretty awesome. <laughs> I remember that. Like, he bought that, and I was like, well, that's what got him. But it was, yeah, it was for this game as well. Like, he really liked the game, but he ended up finding 300 bucks at the, so on the, on the floor of a bar and bought bought the game with it and the system. So we played that a lot, and that's and like I said, the friend codes, I was like, like everybody, hey, let's use the friend codes. We can't talk to each other, but let's play online, this new online thing that Nintendo discovered later after everybody else. But, yeah, that, that game was really fun. Like, I liked to... Uh, I liked all the extra characters. Like, I liked all the stuff you could do in it. Like, there was a lot of uh, extra stuff to unlock. It was, uh, and it's, this is probably the only time, like I said, do you think we'll ever see it again on Virtual Console? Probably not, because the days of two screens, as you said before, are pretty much out of here, right? The 3DS is on its way out. The Wii U is already out. You know, it's a shame. I mean, we'll probably never see, like, a Mario Kart DS Switch version, you know, which sucks, because I really like that game a lot. And I guess we'll only have it on the, I still have my DS. I still have my cart, my DS cart, and I and I have the Virtual Console. It sucks. It's a great game. It is, man. It, I mean, they did reuse some of these courses, so yeah, they know. did. But I mean, it's still like they I just on. I just like the feel of it. You know, I like the you know they brought back they brought back the jump. They brought back the sparks like looking the right way. You know, where it's red now that that's what gives you the boost, not blue anymore. Like I felt like this was kind of the one that like brought back all the people that said shit against Double Dash. You know, I felt like it was like oh this is the DS one. This is like the this is the good one. You know, I don't know if you remember, but the I remember the developers were originally talking about like making it to where you could like set items like in certain places on the touchscreen. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was like an original idea of it. Thankfully, they took that away. But uh, but this one that was the first time they used the squid ink or like the you know where like the the inks on and you can't see. It's the first time they did that, so that was the, the bloober. First, yeah, the bloober where you shoot the ink at you. And I remember what I would do is I would look at the map on the bottom of, on the second screen when whenever I got shot with the ink, so I could because it would show where the items were, so you could kind of like move around them like in that way. So I used that to try to get away from the items. But yeah, that was uh, that was uh, one of my favorites, Mario Kart DS. It's one that will, will always be remembered. That's a great one. I actually remember playing, uh, just for fun, playing two-player with my brother, and uh, his DS was broken, and so it only showed the map. I played, like, a simple course, like, you know, something that was pretty simple. But uh, I played two-player with him where I could only see the overhead map because the... And uh, he still beat me, but it was kind of fun. Oh, he did? Because you were just controlling, like, a little sprite, you know, on on screen, but it still made sense because it was an overhead map of the course that's cool though i mean that's at least you could still play it in some capacity right yeah it was cool yeah, yeah this game was great man and this sold me on the uh ds for sure and uh i think kind of like uh the game boy advance was sort of in between the the original mario kart and like mario kart 64 yeah 
this one this one was kind of between like uh 64 and the gamecube it was like you know intermediate uh between the gamecube and the wii you mean oh that's or, what i meant yeah or well i guess well, no, like i think it was more like between the 64 and the GameCube. Well, I mean, it came. It, I mean, it came out between the GameCube and the Wii, is what I meant. But I guess, but I know you're talking about like the combination of the styles, and it's like kind of blocky, like almost PlayStation looking, like parts. Yeah, but it looked good. Sprites, I mean, but... it looked good for what it was. I mean, it was basically showing what the DS could do, you know. But I still think it looked awesome. But it was better than the 64 because they weren't sprites; they were like fully yeah. polygonal. Yeah, they were fully polygonal, Here. and they had a whole lot of. Uh, had a lot of cool animations like they would do like they would react every time you hit somebody with something like if you threw the shell behind you like dry bones would go like bah, bah, bah. like he'd like he'd like do a laugh you know yeah yeah but he would all like and they would all say stuff like when they won and they'd move and you know whenever you try to pick them it was cool yeah they added a no you're right yeah they basically took parts of both of those and brought them together and made it made it the good way and uh that is that's my favorite one well what was before the new one but uh, do you want to move on to a lot of people's not favorite one? one after yeah, let's, that? Go, get, let's get to this one. All right, let's get to the Wii one. So, uh, so, so this system called the Wii came out. I know you guys know that. This is the Nintendo podcast. Now you know that. So this, this is when, in, this is when Mario Kart started becoming a little more casual. I guess they dropped the whole like holding the jump button and hitting left and right to do the boost. Now you just held it for however long, and then it changed different colors, which I was kind of annoyed by that. They brought in bikes now, and you can do mm-hmm. like wheelies with them to get extra, get extra speed, which I used to do. But they would only have like one level of boost. Like now there are two levels. There's the blue level and the green and the red level. But my like my ultimate thing that I hated more than anything about this game was how fucking relentless the computer was on this. Like I feel like this was like the most unfair rubber banding of all the games. I mean, if you want to talk about that. I was just trying to play it earlier and like man, I would go from like eighteenth to like or twelfth to first place and back and forth like in like seconds. It would just keep going from one to another. It was insane. Like it was a it's crazy how like ridiculous the rubber banding is on this game. And like you... blue shells is flying. Like if you're like yeah, doing like... really well, you're you're gonna hit by gonna get hit by a blue shell. Oh, every time, yeah. I feel like it's uh, yeah. It was like every it was always the big. It was all the high spots. Like you'd always get hit from all. Which they toned all that down with Mario Kart Eight, thankfully. But yeah, that one was like I felt like you just got hit by all the fucking shit. And they introduced the um, what was it the the thunder cloud? Thankfully, they took that out after that. But the cloud where it's just it just thunders above you until you hit somebody else and you pass it off to the other cart. That was an annoying. Oh new right, item. yeah, that was. Um, this also introduced the uh, tricks. You could do tricks now, where like if you go off a ramp, if you shake the remote, he'll do a trick. Or if you hit the, or if you hit the control pad on this on the controller, if you're using a regular controller, he'll do it. They'll do a trick, which actually got turned into later hitting jump after you hit a ramp later in uh, Mario Kart Eight and Seven. But uh, they added all that stuff. This is actually the reason that my first wave bird broke was because of this game, <laughs> because of how incredibly unfair it was because there's a couple uh there's a couple guys that you have to unlock you have to get like three stars or something in a particular level and in order to get three stars you have to get like first place on every level and there's like a few races where i just 
got taken out, completely taken out, like at the very end, at the very, very end of the whole thing. And I got pissed off and, and spiked the controller. And that's why my Wavebird has no light on it anymore. It's because of uh, Mario Kart Wii and how uh, un- completely unfair it was. But yeah, let's, for, on that note, though, let's say something about this that you haven't mentioned yet is that this introduced like the first Mario Kart where there were like a ton of different inputs that would be automatically recognized oh true um, well different ways it came, to play it, it came it, it came with a wheel and you could plug your wii mode into a wheel well, you could just totally stick it, it in there <laughs> it doesn't really plug it in yeah it's just a plastic thing you put it in but yeah it was and i actually to be honest you know i played this game with the wheel up until i was it i couldn't beat 150 cc with the wheel but i tried and then i switched to uh, a waybird but yeah, I tried. I tried the wheel a little bit, and I was like, "Okay, I, under, I understand that it works well enough, but I don't want to play it like this." So I switched it to the Wavebird. But yeah, actually, it would automatically detect whatever you were using, so you could play with the Wavebird. You could play with the classic controller, actual, the Wiimote. You could play with the Nunchuck, it. also. Yeah. Yeah. So like, this was kind of amazing because it also like allowed you to play multiplayer with whatever controllers you had laying around that would interface with the Wii. Yeah, that was a good thing because uh, leaving like the GameCube controller sockets on the side, I thought was a really smart thing because, yeah, because then if you made it to where you could still use those, you didn't have to have like four Wii modes or you didn't have to have like four classic controllers or whatever. You could use, yeah. uh, yeah, you could use like the Wii mode or you could use like a nunchuck and a Wii mode or you could do like the, you know, you could do like the Waybird if you had those or you could do like a corded GameCube controller. It was cool that you could use all that stuff for this. And it's kind of, if you, um, you know, if you'd like, if, like, I was playing it on the Wii mode or the Wii U earlier, that kind of takes away that stuff. So I can't play it with the, can't play it with the Waybird anymore, unfortunately. But yeah, it did, it did that in that respect. It also brought some, uh, brought Funky Kong in there as a racer, which I don't know why we never <laughs> had him in there before, but now we have him. That was like probably one of the weirdest additions in there. It's like, hey, Funky Kong. It wasn't a Rosalina was brought in there too, right? Like, that was her first, mm-hmm. uh, and even though she's been in everything else after that, but this, this is her first time being on there. I was like, okay, cool. She can race. All right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was also the, uh, no, I wanted to say, uh, this is the one that I think I have an interesting buying story for because this, this was the ultimate highest selling Mario Kart game that was ever released out of all of them just because of how many fucking people had Wii's, you know, and like a lot of people like Mario Kart and they yeah. sold like, I don't know, like, Hundred million or something like that. There's uh, maybe not that much, but it was it was a large. When did this amount. come out? This came out on it came April twenty seventh, two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, two thousand eight, April twenty seventh. But uh, but a lot of people and they had a high. You know, there was a lot of people who had Wii's, and I couldn't find the game anywhere. Like I could, so I never got the version with the steering wheel. Actually, what I did is I like, I couldn't find it any. Like I went from store to store, I could not find it anywhere. I wanted to buy the game. I wanted to play it. So I ended up going to Blockbuster when Blockbuster was still around, and they used to have it to where like you could rent a game, but if you don't return the game, they'll charge you the whole amount for the game. So that's basically what I did. I just went there and I re- I found the game and I rented it. And I'm like I'm like I'm not going to bring this game back. Just charge me for the whole game. I'm just going to take it home because I can't find it anywhere. Like don't don't worry about it. And I just took it home and they charged me for like the the price of buying it new, and that's what I did. That's how I got Mario Kart for the Wii. Because I didn't want to wait. I couldn't find it anywhere, and I really wanted to play it. So I just went and rented it and just kept it until they charged me the whole price. And I ended up uh, drawing a picture. I drew a picture of the cover of Mario Kart Wii on the front cover of the game. <laughs> because it because it came in a case that just said Blockbuster, and I just flipped it and drew a, drew a picture of Mario and Luigi on there. So Nice. That's what I did. <laughs> But I mean, I had a, I had a lot of fun with it, but I had a hard, really hard time with computer 
with how hard the computer was and like the rubber banding and all that of that game. This is the one out of all the Mario Karts that I don't own. You don't have the Wii one. You did you have it? At I one never point did. Or did you I had it? a. I used to have a roommate that owned this game, so I just played his copy. Oh, and uh, got yeah. all the way to the mirror in it. So I play. I played the shit out of it, and I did it, a lot of it with the wheel. Yeah, but yeah, I haven't bought it. I don't know why I haven't. I guess I should probably seek it out. It's the only one I'm missing. Well, well, let, let me tell you something. I think I have two copies of it. So if I do, if I do, I'll give you one. Really? Yeah, I think I have two copies of it because uh, one of my old roommates I think left it here. So I think I have. Maybe. I think I have the version that I bought, and then I think I have his version also. So if I still have the other version, you can have it. That's awesome, dude. But yeah, I think I think I have two discs because I have two. I have two Wii Sports, and I think I have two Mario Karts, Mario Kart Wii's as well. So I'll have to look, but I'm pretty sure I have two of them. So if you want one, you can totally have it. <laughs> That'd be awesome, dude. Yeah. So I, I forgot. I forgot that I had two discs of those because my uh, one of my old roommates he had a Wii and uh, he sold it or he left his no, no. I think he took his he like left his games here something like that. Anyway, I, I have his I have his Mario Kart Wii, so I have two Mario Kart Wiis. If I can find both of them, like I found one earlier to play it, but yeah. So there you go. You can you can do that. Cool, man. What's That'd your awesome. uh, What's your favorite level from Mario Kart Wii? If you remember. Oh, for the Wii one? Uh, yeah. Let me look at a list of them to help me remember. Let's see. I guess I... Oh, yeah. I thought the uh, gold mine was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And that one was actually brought back in Mario Kart 8 in uh, DLC. So you get to play that yep. one again. That one was a cool one. My favorite one was the mall. Another thing uh, Another thing uh, bringing uh, the worlds of Tony Hawk and Mario Kart together. I like to see... Uh, <laughs> levels that are in tony hawk games and mario kart games yeah i don't know it reminded me of the mall level from um from tony hawk one so i kind of like thought it was cool and i liked how you could like how you had to like go up the the right escalator like if you went down the one that was going down you'd go slower and like you get like shot out into the parking lot later and then you have to deal with people like trying to park and you have to go around cars and it's like me's moving cars to park and all that i thought it was a cool level there's like all the different yeah, shops like and the, stuff they're like the the me's that are in your list right like so yeah friends and stuff no actually something yeah something really cool that i want to say about this game that i was really impressed about is uh is that like thing like if you um because this is the first time you know first time me's were introduced like to the wii and all that um if you actually raced as a me as a me that you created like all of the characters in the game that are Mario characters were turned into me characters from your list of me's that you had. I thought that was the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen. So like they made it like they made it like kind of a casual game where it's like, hey, if you don't like Mario, just play as yourself, and then all your friends are all in these levels. So like whatever's called like the Luigi course, whatever there's a picture of Luigi, it was changed to a me. It's crazy. Like I thought that was so cool, and they never did that again after this, but. It really impressed me for that. So, like, all the advertisements in the mall that's like, oh, here's uh, Mario's whatever. Mario get turned into a me. Even, like, statues. Like the, um, was it the Daisy Raceway? I think it's, like, in the third or fourth set of levels. If you play as a me, there's a big statue of Luigi and, and Daisy dancing together. It'll change the heads of them to random me's that are in your that are on your system that you've made. So it could be like Jesus dancing with Hitler or something, you know, like whatever you made. <laughs> it's like it's like so cool. Like I thought that was the coolest fucking thing that like if you play as a me 
everything in the game is changed to Mii's. Like, all the stuff that's normally Mario stuff is changed to Mii's. Like, I thought that was such a really cool, I don't know, that's just a really cool detail. Like, I just got a kick out of it. I was like, oh, hey, you know, there's Jeremy's Mii over there, like, on the wall. Like, that used to be Mario. Like, there it is. I'm like, that's really cool. I was really impressed by that. It really it found a way to bring people into it who aren't really into Mario, I guess. I think that's maybe what they're trying to do. You know, you could use, like, you don't be as Mario, be as your own character, and then all your people you made, they'll all be in the games, at all in all the levels. It'll be all about them and not Mario anymore. So I thought that was really neat. I wish they would have done that again. But. It was very close to nine years since this game came out. Yeah, it's getting there. Well, yeah, 2008. is Well, it's almost ten years. It came out in 2008, so it's actually nine years today since Mario Kart Wii yep. came out crazy yep, nine years today yeah <laughs> so it's almost 10 years so um let's 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 jump on to the next one unless there's unless there's anything i forgot i think that's all i wanted to say about that i mean aside from this uh the online mode you got to uh you got to like um they, there was numbers now to where like you could go up and rank and all that i don't think that was in the ds one i think this is the first time they did that on this one so you had that um, my favorite character to use was still Dry Bones, even though I kind of really want to say Funky Kong, just because that's the only game he was ever in, you know, for racing stuff. It's because that's that's kind of awesome. three years later to uh, about to mario kart 7 mario kart 7 was the reason that i bought a 3ds actually because uh i couldn't i couldn't have there be a mario kart game out there that i that i haven't played and even though even though mario kart 7 did like set a lot of the things that eight ended up doing later it's kind of not really my favorite like it's not i don't know there weren't i don't think there was a whole lot of courses in it that really spoke to me i guess in seven how did you feel seven sold me the 3ds as well i played your copy and uh just that was justification for me of the 3d effect because oh yeah no it looks the 3d effect does look really cool racing like i did actually get a kick out of that and i was playing it last night and i'm like oh man it totally still looks cool it makes it like a lot more intense like it makes you feel like you're more you're more into it you know yeah and so uh that was a big reason why i like started seeking out a 3ds in the first place and that's the first game i bought um me too that was my first one as well but hey you're right i can't think of anything that really sticks out well as far as i mean i like there's a lot of things that paved the way for what happened in eight like they started yeah. doing like the they started doing like the, the hang gliding stuff they started doing the underwater stuff um they did this is the first time that you could like completely like outfit your car like you could change the tires you could change like the the parachute or the umbrella or whatever like help you hang glide you could change that part same thing with like the ds1 where you can use all the different carts you can use them all in different uh weight classes and all that i forgot they had a first person view in this too yeah no there was yeah there's a first person view where you could use the gyroscopic uh nature of the 3ds and which i think i did that like one time and it made me feel sick so i turned it off <laughs> but uh you could do that you could play it in first person that was the first time for that there was also some weird characters in here that were added that weren't in the other one uh what was it a uh, honey queen was in there as <laughs> a giant bee that you can play as and also wiggler 
Wiggler was was the first time you could race as him, which why would you? But he's in there, <laughs> so that was kind of weird. He was uh, he wasn't my favorite racer. I think I raced as a shy guy or a toad because uh, yeah. my my boy Dry Bones was taken out unfortunately. But uh, but I you know same thing used to use a small racer. But uh, yeah, I mean some you know it it was it cool. It looked cool like for a 3ds game. But I think like of the new races that they made for it. I don't think there were any that like really wowed me, and except for there was the one thing that they did was they started the whole thing where there were some levels that didn't have laps where you just went from like the beginning to the end, and I thought that was really cool because they had a uh, they had two levels from uh, Wii Sports Resort in there and Wii Fit, like the one that took place in the Waku Waku Island or whatever it's called, and um, Maka Woohoo. <laughs> that was like my favorite race because you basically start like at the top of the of the mountain of that island and you go through most of the island and then end at another part. And it's like not, there's not laps. It's just like you go to one part to another part to another part. And that's when it goes from like one, two and three. And I thought that was really cool. I never seen that before. I think the rainbow road levels like that as well, where you like start at the beginning and then it goes to a second part and a third part. So that, that was a cool addition to it, but it all just kind of, and they, and they brought back the coins. The coins are in there again, and now you get like a little bit of a boost every time you get one. And when you get 10, like you get, you get a higher top speed. Um, they brought in the Mario Kart seven item, which was kind of weird. It's an eight two where you just get like seven, seven random items or you get like all the seven items or whatever that's what you get i always thought that was strange you just get like a circle of seven items and hope that nobody runs into you because there's like a because there's bombs and stuff in there what's your uh, what's your favorite course on that if you can remember um i guess i'd have to say i actually kind of liked music park believe it or not even though it was based off of a shitty wii game oh uh <laughs> you think it's based off of wii music yeah. i guess i guess it is um music park is in uh eight it was in uh, retro it was the red it was yeah. the retro version of eight yeah that one's kind of cool yeah i always liked how you could drive on the um you could drive on like the piano and it would play notes it'd be like while you're on it but that was pretty rad so yes. yeah but yeah that one just kind of brought me over to 3ds but it wasn't really it was it wasn't really one i played a whole lot after i guess uh because it was probably one of the first games i bought as a cartridge and then i went fully digital after that on my 3ds for a while so i kind of didn't really carry it around i guess so i didn't return to it but it had some cool street pass stuff where you could like get people's like times and like try to beat them and stuff like that uh the online mode's still available for that it's still functioning right now i had i didn't try it but i did some of the street pass stuff but yeah it's a uh, it's cool for what it is but i feel like it's the best thing was just paving the way for uh for the big one the one that's coming out Tomorrow, Mario Kart 8. Mario Kart 8. That's my uh, hundred. It's Mario Kart Eight is my favorite Mario Kart. I'm sure I've alluded to it earlier, but I felt like it became like the like the best balance of like all the old games, and and it brought my favorite racing series into there. Uh, it was kind of like their own excuse for not making any more F Zero games because they brought a uh, F Zero type stuff in there along with uh, F Zero courses later in uh, in DLC. Yep. They added some F Zero racetracks and Zelda tracks and Animal Crossing tracks. Which is pretty cool. And they changed like all the coins to like rupees and like little coin bags for Animal Crossing and 
they had like the thing that you run over and uh and f and f zero to like refill your car like that became how you got coins like they did some really cool creative stuff in there plus pretty the whole, much went like, from uh, uh, mario kart to nintendo kart yeah well especially now that now there's platoon characters on there as well yeah they put them in there it's so. called nintendo kart yeah yeah right yeah might as well yeah it's crazy uh, they, they were they did some crazy stuff like there was a remember the mercedes promo where you could get like mercedes cars to put yeah in there? those there cars like a, were actually kind of good it was a free dlc thing and i was just like okay cool why not they, yeah there's like three or four different ones that you could get they had decent uh they had some decent stats but it was just weird it's like all right cool uh mercedes mario stuck I, out like a sore thumb yeah, I know it sold, uh, pretty much anybody who bought a Wii U bought it. I think it sold like 8 million or something like that. Like around, like, probably like had a huge attach rate because, you know, I, I knew a lot of people who bought Wii U's because of this game because, uh, you know, people that I, that had given up on Nintendo, like because of the Wii and all that had actually come back for Mario Kart 8. Well, I bought this in, uh, yeah, the fall of 2014. I bought my Wii U and it was mainly because of this game and, uh, Mario 3D World. Yeah, and you, uh, but you missed out. You missed out on the free game, though, right? I did. Because when, because uh, I remember I got it, and I completely forgot about this till now. But yeah, they did a they did a deal where like if you bought Mario Kart 8 like in a certain time, like after it was launched, and I bought it on launch day, but you got a free game with it, which I thought was amazing. So I got Pikmin 3 for free with Mario Kart 8. So like I was like, this is like the best day ever. Like I got two awesome games for 60 bucks. That's awesome. And I was, like, really excited about it. But, yeah, this uh, basically they took the eight. I mean, um, you know, the idea of eight and, like, the infinity, they did that and, like, flipped it upside down. Like, there's the Mario the Mario circuit level that's, like, basically the late, the eight, but some of it's whatever. That was the first level they made for that game, obviously, which you can kind of tell. But, yeah, they went into a lot of, like, cool upside down stuff. Like, my favorite level, uh, Shy Guy Falls, is my favorite because you can drive up waterfalls. Like, I had never seen that in a game before. Like, I was, like, so blown away by that. I was like, that's so fucking cool. You can, like, you can like drive up a fucking waterfall while, like, water's coming at you, and you just... Crazy. You go, like, up and then down. It was insane. Yeah. But, yeah, there's, like... They should, they should put something like that in, like, a Zelda game. Where you can drive up a waterfall? Where you can, like, swim up a waterfall or something. Oh, yeah. They did that. <laughs> oh, wait, they did. Yeah, with your uh, with the with the Zora tunic, you can you can you can swim up waterfalls. But yeah, it's my ultimate favorite. Um, you're getting another version of it on Friday, of course. Is why we're doing this incredibly long countdown. But uh, <laughs> who is your who is your go to on Mario Kart Eight? Who's your dude that you raced as? Uh, I went back to Wario. I tried to see Wario. Oh, okay. My my guy was uh, Lemmy. So Lemmy okay. Koopa. I liked that all the Koopalings were in there. That was a new thing. Added all those guys. Basically, any baby version of anybody you ever wanted to be is in there. It's like yep. ba- it's like baby Rosalina, and this. Uh, There's a lot of characters in this. There is, and well, then there was the DLC also where like Link was brought into it, which I thought that was pretty cool. Like to see Link in there. This is what you're saying, like making Nintendo Kart, and of like Animal Crossing, like Isabelle's in there, and like the villager also became a racer. Plus, like uh, the uh, Tanuki Mario is in there as well. But yeah, they did a. This was the first time a uh, Mario Kart got DLC. Like you got extra, got like uh, extra levels and 200 CC, which I think I beat like maybe one Grand Prix is that like one set of levels because it's so fast and hard to do and you got to break a lot. They brought uh, two F Zero levels in there, like Big Blue and uh, Mute City were brought in there. I was really happy about that. You could scan Amiibo to like get skins for your Mies and all that. That was really cool. They had like the Pac Man skin and like you could. You could basically you could scan Captain Falcon and you get the Blue Falcon, so you could have a me dressed as Captain Falcon in the Blue Falcon and play the F Zero level and think that you're actually playing an F Zero game. <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> but yeah, it was like my uh, is my is my all time favorite of all of them. 
a lot of, a lot of cool extra stuff. You could do voice chat, kind of. I mean, there was some early Nintendo main, I guess, of us uh, talking in the talking in the voice chat lobbies of a Mario Kart Eight. <laughs> I remember that. Yep, talking in the lobbies before or after the game. I was like, uh, okay. Which is there's none of that in the Switch version because there's no microphone. But oh well. I remember I I like Twisted Mansion a lot, and uh, oh yeah, that yeah. Was just because it was like Luigi's Mansion stuff, kind of showing off like how they could do that anti-gravity thing in a non-sci-fi way. You know, it's like you're just in a fucked up, like, haunted mansion where, like, the walls and the ceiling keep switching around and yeah. stuff. And some of it's underwater, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do that with the crash ship in, uh, in Mario Kart 7 as well, which I don't think it... It doesn't work. It doesn't work as well as Twisted Mansion does, but yeah, it's cool. Like how they could do... Uh, yeah, they do the underwater stuff. There's a level... Uh, there's a level in there. I think it's, like, the candy course or whatever basically looks exactly like the um it reminds me a lot of the wreck it ralph movie if you saw that you know like where they had the they had the mario kart racing thing with like the candy world and all that yeah looks a lot like that sweet sweet canyon yeah yeah that one yeah and they did like everything was like fully orchestrated in this one there was like a whole lot of saxophone it always reminds me of like saturday night live every time i play it you know because it's like nah, 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 you know well but this yeah. game had like lots and lots of polish oh yeah they polished the fuck out of this game like you could watch uh you know you could do replays you could do like you could post some stuff to youtube on there that was a new thing yeah um you could do like uh highlights of like your of your whatever your grand prix that you did um you could do like slow-mo and you could see like you know what happened and i guess that's where the luigi stare came from right for somebody like slow-moing well right because yeah. your your characters like actively change facial expressions like like as things happen so you know this is even like a further refinement of what was going on in double dash where like you know you're actually your characters are reacting to like what's happening sure. as like it occurs and so like it's slow-mo yeah yeah <laughs> luigi looking at someone as he drives by turns into this really intense like death stare yeah being like fuck you yeah <laughs> i get uh, to you <laughs> yeah that's uh that's mario kart 8 this comes out next next week uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk real quick about the arcade, and then we'll wrap it up. sure you've played the mario kart arcade in some capacity right yeah i played it at galloping ghost oh yeah they have it there um i played it at yeah gameworks galloping ghost uh nickel city another place in chicago you could play it there um it's a cool game like uh i like uh actually think it's i think it's even your instagram picture of you right isn't that your the picture of you as wario yep like you with the, yeah. that was my instagram for a while i love that picture yeah and no, i think it's still there as your as your profile picture uh it but is. yeah no that was that was a really cool thing that i wish that they would incorporate would have incorporated into like the wii u or whatever but they didn't um was uh yeah whenever you pick your character you get some sort of thing that represents that character like you get a little bit of a green nose with the eyes for like yoshi and you get like a weird hat for like miss pac-man and you get like the mustache and hat of like like Wario or Luigi or Mario or whatever. And you put your face in there and it takes a picture of you. So it shows like a picture of you every time you pass somebody in the game. And that was like a really cool way to like, you know, make it more interactive and all that. And it's, it's a fun game. It was uh, developed by Namco. So, uh, like I said before, uh, 
uh, Pac-Man, Miss Pac, Miss Pac-Man, and Blinky are all in there. So it was the first like a, yep. uh, it was the first crossover Mario Kart before uh, before like the Wii U one, you know, with all the other Nintendo guys. It's a, it's a cool game. Like I played it. I haven't really played it enough to know all of the courses of it, but uh, there was one course I was looking at in particular that I would say is my favorite is a uh, Pac-Man Labyrinth. It basically reminds me of uh, I don't know if you ever played a uh, Sonic uh, uh, Sonic Sega All Stars, whatever. It's a racing game. Did you ever play the Sonic uh, Kart game that came out for Wii U? I just played the demo. It was on a, it was on Wii also. Well there was a was it Sonic and Sega uh Racers Transformed was the second one. But the first one, there's a Samba de Amigo level where you like go through this portal and there's just these giant monkey heads like floating around like looking at you. This uh, Pack Labyrinth level reminds me of that. Like you go through this portal and then you're there's all these giant like pixelated Pac-Men and and ghosts and stuff like all floating around like looking at you and all that. It reminds me of that level. So that's why I thought it was cool. But I know like they changed. Is that a, it, was that a console where you were like actually sitting back with pedals and stuff? Yeah, yeah. No, I no I played it. Yeah, I played it where you sit down and, and use the steering wheel and all that. And it like kind of like vibrates every time you get hit by something. It had some interesting uh, had some interesting items in there. Like they were. Pretty... I was gonna say that the items are just like completely their own fucking thing. Oh yeah, no, they are. Well, there's like there's three different types. There's like the heat seeker, there's the one where you run into people and it works, and there's the one you drop behind you. But they're all like it's not really the ones that you know. And there's like twenty of them. I didn't even I didn't write all of them down. There's a shitload of them. I remember there's like a wand. There's like you know ones that like turn your there's like one that like turns your like uh, tires into rocks or something like that. Makes it like harder for you to steer and like messes there's up your steering wheel. There's a lot of wheel. specials. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that like mess mess you up or whatever, like a uh, you know destroy the way you're riding. But yeah, it's it's just cool that uh, and there's actually three different versions of it. I didn't know that. Like there were there were three different Mario Kart arcades. There's even a new there's like a new Japanese third one that has uh, stuff from Wii U in it from the Wii from Mario Kart Eight, which I didn't even know of. Is that so? It's like oh, a newer yeah. version. Yep. And we're about to get the newest version of all. Yeah, and then we get we get Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. By the time you hear this, if I you know if I'm able to edit it that quick, but uh, <laughs> well, either way, you'll have it before you hear this. Yeah, sure. But uh, is there anything else you want to say about Mario Kart as a whole? I mean, I, mean, we, we, I think we covered the shit out of it. But <laughs> is there anything else you want to say? I mean, we could talk about it all day. We could. It's a great game. I I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I'm kind of like I feel you know I feel I feel a little left out that I'm not getting the switch version but then again i just i can't justify buying another another version of a game that i played i put like almost 100 hours into on wii u yeah i can't really bring myself to to convince myself to buy that again but you know people who hadn't they're gonna have a lot of fun i know there's a tournament going on with nintendo which uh, would be great there's actually a splatoon tournament going on right now too but i it's on saturdays and i work saturday so i can't do that but maybe we'll hang out soon and you can play my version and <laughs> Yeah, I could play it with my uh, with my pro controller or something. Yeah, dude. Because apparently you can't play it, you can't do it with uh, a pro controller and the dog face. Apparently nope. that's the thing. But we'll no, talk about um, that more next week. Yeah, I'm sure you're tired of hearing us. It's almost it's like over two hours. It's another one of our long ones. But anyway, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Waku Waku Woohoo Island Johnson. And I'm Jeremy, ran out of mushrooms, Bukowski. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're both out of mushrooms, so we're going to put a pin in it. Uh, you know, our website's nintendomainpodcast.com. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Please leave us a review so other people can find it. Um, we have stuff on YouTube, YouTube slash Figmator. Uh, email us, nintendomainpodcast at gmail.com. Do all that stuff. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, send us an email. 
Uh, we love all of you. Thank you for listening to us, and uh, we're out. Later. I'm going to win. Oh,